It's never, that's never a good. Welcome back yeah. to the <laughs> Hank Strange situation. Yeah, there we go. Lifestyles if you're not subscribed, subscribe, uh, thumbs up, ring the bell, all that kind of stuff. I think we're live. Come on, let's get Jazz Hands going. Come on, Carrie. Babyface, let's see Jazz Hands. Get it going. There we go. We've got Carrie from st Stilettos and Shotguns. Can we get can we get more jazz hands from you? Is that there we go? Oh oh okay little little jazz hands a little boobage. Okay baby face, can we get some uh, jazz hands and boobage from you too? No. I want to see boobage. Yeah. yeah. Don't disappoint me. I try. Come on I try now. with it. Oh there you go. There you go. He's oh, he's trying. He's trying. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot. I'm sorry. We are alive. We are alive. I hope you got your big girl panties on. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. A I bumpy seriously ride. hope you got your big girl panties on because this ain't gonna be a joke. Because I'm not. I'm not gonna be the nice girl here. So. Oh, oh, you don't have to be. None of us are nice girls here tonight. <laughs> None of us. Uh, That's this, not what I read on the internet. Uh oh. Uh oh. This is episode 378 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. Podcast. Our special guest tonight, Carrie Sloan of Stilettos and Shotguns. What's up, Carrie? Um, I gorgeous weather here in oh. Washington State, so I can't complain right now. Oh, yeah, all the way on the yeah. west. On yeah, the yeah, I'm in Washington State. I'm about as far because you're in Florida, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Both. Yeah, of I'm about as Florida. far away from y'all as I could possibly get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Washington, but I love it down there. Yeah, Washington State is probably nice right now, right? Nice? Right now, yeah, just this last couple of weeks, it's gotten really, really nice, and it's um, that we're in about seventy right now, about mid seventies, which is uh, I know y'all will laugh. Yeah, what I, kind of humidity? What? what kind of humidity? Go ahead, hit us. Yeah, um, none. We don't get heat. We oh, doesn't oh, really oh, get oh, humid oh. here. But I just have to tell you, um, do you go by Patrick or Pat or A baby, face. Patrick, Patrick, baby, baby, baby face? Baby face. Baby face. Pat, I just want you to know that we wear these these pods now, and I can see nothing but something about Mary. The bar oh, seats. I know what that is. Uh, hair gel. It's called hair gel. Yeah, hair gel, hair exactly. Gel. Yes, it's hair gel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I see y'all fuckers running around with those things. I'm like, mm -mm. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, can't. Yes. I have to white girl it and I literally can't even. I just I can't handle it. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, just in case, just in case you're wondering, it's going to be a nice, lively show. Nice, lively show. <laughs> Yes, Carrie's here. Babyface P is here. He's been on a vacation. See, this is yeah. what you come back if to. You could call it that. I don't know if you can even call it that because Friday I worked all day from the car as we drove. Mm -hmm. um, Monday I got in about two hours of work down the mountain. And then today I was supposed to be off today as well. And I took another like two or three hours of work. Um, and then in between that, we were looking at wedding venues, wedding stuff. I get married. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's it was a busy it was a busy weekend. This is going to be your fourth marriage, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yes, I know. Judgment. Yeah, first one. NLC Firearms Channel says Carrie touched me, and then he's got kind of like <laughs> I don't know if it's googly eyes or big sad eyes. He enjoyed it. Dog, it's all right. Big puppy dog eyes. Do you know why? Do you know why he let me? He consented. Don't lie. Don't yeah, don't lie, exactly. Katie. Yeah. You know why? Because yeah. I serve good mojitos. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to say. I serve good, don't I? Yeah. I mean. Don't you know, I bro. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin fancies himself a bit of a, a bit of a pimp. You know. He just, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then he met me and I showed him, I, I gave him the, the level 301 class on that. Oh, okay. So, oh, oh. You, I gave him the advanced training. Yeah. You drop game. <laughs> you drop game on it. <laughs> Who's pimping who here? That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
Yes. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna be hanging out with uh, Carrie here and uh, talking about news and stuff like that. You guys can let us know. Let's just jump into it, Carrie. Why don't you tell the people who are you? What do you do? Let us know. Well, um, who am I and what do I do in regards to this particular situation is uh, I am um, the founder of We the Female, which is a nonprofit organization that teaches personal security and situational awareness um, training to women. Our fundamental philosophy is that we teach women how not to need to protect themselves in the first place because their first line of defense is always not putting themselves in a situation where they need to defend themselves. Okay. Um, that being said, um, we also support educating them and what their options of lethal and non-lethal self-defense are. Not all women are going to want a gun and that's okay. Um, but for those, and we, we want women to be safe first and, and foremost, however, comma, uh, for those women that do want to protect themselves with a firearm, we teach them what their rights and responsibilities are regarding firearm ownership. We like to connect with firearms training um, facilities and uh, pistol instructors um, all over the country so that in, in the for those women that we do, we are doing that outreach to that we can partner with them and then they can take the firearms and pistol training uh, classes, safety classes from them. And um, on as far as stilettos and shotguns goes, I became a fierce advocate. I went viral last year. Um, when I spoke out against our gun control law, 1639 here in Washington state, and I've become an absolutely unapologetic feminist, um, gun supporter, anti-government gun supporter. <laughs> so, um, and that's, I, I'm pretty, pretty fierce about the shall not be infringed, but also understanding that it's because of us being responsible in the community. You know, we don't want to be infringed. We need to start taking some responsibility for how we're acting. Okay. Cool. That Bottom line. That Bottom line. And that's a problem. Big problem. And since I've only been in this culture for six months, uh, I've, I'm coming in with completely new eyes and I'm able to see a lot of things that maybe people who have been in this gun culture for years ha have never seen. So. OK, cool. I'm, I'm guessing we're going to have a conversation here about some gun culture. Hope so. <laughs> in a second. So um, how did you how did you get into this? Have you always been into guns? I, I wouldn't say I was not anti-gun I wasn't not into them um I just was never in a position where I I needed to to necessarily teach myself per se I you know as a kid I was out with my grandfather and father with the rifles and the shotguns and stuff you know out in the around the California desert shooting the beer cans you know and the and the bottles and stuff you know that kind of thing um but as an adult for the most part I never just had them around I was just never necessarily in a position to think about it um but I've always been a straight constitutionalist and if you're a supporter of the Second Amendment, fun fact, kids, you do not have to be a gun owner or want to gun own a gun to defend people's rights to want to have one themselves. The same Defending for yourself. all of the amendments. All of the amendments. Yeah. In I, fact, that's like, I want to get into that conversation because um, if my um, uh, a guy that I've done a lot of work with here recently, I mean, he was my business partner until recently because he's having to step back a little bit um, due to some personal obligations. But he and I have a whole um a whole thing about that. And he just kind of had it went head to head a little bit, I guess, in a comment over the shooting thing and, and fundamental rights and what that means. So I'd like to get into that at some point and talk about that and, and the partisanship that's kind of surrounding that. But um, yeah, so it, when I, um, I I'm a domestic violence survivor from 13 years ago. And when the law passed here in Washington state um, back in November, the way that the, the law is not just the way that it's written, but the way it's not written, could potentially put domestic violence victims, sexual assault victims in a position that based on any sort of mental health diagnosis that's in their um, 
their medical record could de- could potentially get them denied a firearm, um, which put, puts them at risk. And I, I, I got pissed and I said something about it. And um, here I am. Yeah, that's the problem with the red flag laws, right? The, that's huge that problem. That's both ways. Yeah. Huge problem. And, you know, I got um, so just a week and a half ago, I didn't go to NRAM because I didn't know about NRAM. Um, I didn't even know that thing existed when I committed to doing this. There was a March for Our Rights rally here in Washington State. We had about, I'm, I'm really pleased that we ended up with still about 1,500 people that showed up considering that Facebook deleted the event a couple of weeks ahead of time and there was a lot of speculation. <laughs> oh, Facebook, and they, of course. Yeah, of course. And then they were, um, because we had one of the largest in the country last year here in Washington State. Um, mm-hmm. So we had we had about 1,500. Um, so I, I had committed to speaking at that before I knew about NRAM, but um, that was a... Uh, um, one of the things that I had talked about and our local NBC affiliate was there and they didn't want to interview me until I looked at them and I said, you, you actually do want to hear what I have to say. Okay. And it's unfortunate that you think you don't. And so they stopped and they interviewed me and I explained to them how a domestic, particularly because here in Washington state now, they just, that dipshit Inslee, Inslee just um, signed another bill. I believe it was yesterday or, or Monday um, into law about um, a domestic violence call. Now all firearms have to be removed from, from the home. And regardless, and um, so I, I told them, like I'll tell you, I mean, basically, you. In, in my case, my ex-husband was charged with a felony uh, when he beat me up. That's how badly I was beat up. Um, the criteria for that was that I was bloodied. That was the criteria they used. But here's where it's going to be really disturbing to y'all is they dropped the charge from a felony to a misdemeanor because he didn't use a physical weapon against me. The hundred pounds and one foot of height was not considered a weapon. So this is a man that literally held me by my neck off my feet against a wall. Um, but, but they dropped it to a misdemeanor. So what happened from that point then is because he had no prior record because narcissists know how to work systems really well is that he, um, was able to negotiate it down to a diversion agreement, which put him basically in counseling and saying that you, you, you know, you stay clean for three years and, and this goes away. So he took a job delivering pizzas um, that had his delivery area that my condo was in. So he was stalking me. And he used the system to his advantage to stalk me. So if that red flag law existed at that point a few years ago, because I had PTSD on my record, because I did what I was supposed to and went to counseling and did all the things I was supposed to as a woman who's a DV, a DV victim, um, I could potentially not have a firearm to defend myself and he used the system that he, he would, he could use that red flag law system to his advantage. And that actually happened to one of my, one of my volunteers in my organization. Um, she tried to get away from her abuser. He, she hung up on him in the middle of the night. It pissed him off. So he called the cops and told the cops that she was suicidal and had a pistol. And they came to the door, banging on her door in the middle of the night. And, wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's so the when, thing so about course, all these laws, right? People, right. smart people out there who want to do bad things can use them against you. Right. That's why we should just, keep all this stuff simple, you know, let people defend themselves. Yeah, exactly. And that's where like this, you know, this NBC affiliate, they stopped. And I mean, even the the little snot nosed little millennial girl that didn't want to talk to me about it, rolling her eyes, she actually stopped and she went, Oh my God. And I said, that's your problem with your gun control laws. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to, to share that narrative. So um, they said they want to do a story on it. So I'm hoping that they'll come back. I haven't heard from them yet, but we'll see what happens. But um, that is the word that I need to get out there about red flag laws. And I need it. Yeah. Lindsey Graham talking oh, yeah. to you. Lindsey Graham <laughs> voting for that shit as a Republican. 
Yeah. Uh, knock you off your lily white ass for that. I can't even believe that you. Yeah, we've did got that. lots of gripes with lots of Republicans out there. Okay, so based on I your, got lots uh, of gripes with all of them. I'm, I'm, I hate them all. So. Yeah. Well, so based <laughs> on them all out. based on your experience here, your unfortunate experience, you decided that um, it would have been to your advantage to have a firearm. You did, what, what happened? You started looking yeah. into this stuff, and then you realized, hey, we're going to lose these rights if we don't fight for it. How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, so when I read 1639, all 30 pages of it, um, which is just a pile of shit um, for many reasons other than just it's gun control law, the logistics of it are, mm-hmm. I um, I just thought this is this is not good for, for women and, and domestic violence, particularly domestic violence victims, sexual assault victims. Um, one of my uh, friends is a, um, uh, she had a double mastectomy from breast cancer, and one of the medications that she has to take is classified as an antidepressant. And um, so because there's no criteria about what they're going to approve or not approve or, or what says that somebody's mentally ill. So it's like I said, it's not just how it's written. It's how it's not written. You know, it's the healthcare, It's the health care authority. Um, Washington State Health Care Authority. OK, well, who are they? And what are they approving or denying? There is no standard criteria that's been written. Yeah. So, and that's, that's I, don't, a problem. I don't think, I don't think we could trust anyone in this thing. I know there's doctors out there trying to report people. I was reading something in one of my news things I was going to bring up here. They did um, like a test of lawyers and asked them if they would uh, turn in, if they would turn in their clients who legally own guns. And they said, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, and, that, so, so, and I made a comment um, and I actually made a comment uh, because, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, of what work uh, Walk the Talk America is doing and uh, Michael Sedini. And um, I, I my question was, OK, so what does that mean in a psyche valve from a lawyer? Right. So does that mean that um, because typically they say that um, that, uh, you know, a uh, you know, your mental health provider will not um, just, you know, report you for having a firearm, right? They're, they're not legally obligated to do that. But if they're working in conjunction with an attorney, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, what comes out in discovery or, right. So what is that? And nobody could give me an answer about that. Cause I'm like, that's, that's something that we should probably be thinking about yeah. um, is what does that look like? So, right. I mean, the, the psych, uh, the psychiatrist may not, but if he has to disclose any information to the attorney, is the attorney going to? Yeah, if you set up enough gates, anything could happen here. Let's um, <laughs> let's go back a little bit. First of all, what is Walk the Talk? Let's start there. Oh, you're not familiar with that? I've heard Walk of it. I think Pincus has something to do with that. But, uh, you know, for the Pinkus folks out has. there who haven't heard of it. Yeah, Walk the Talk America is um, an organization that I adore. I adore Michael Sedini, who's the founder of that. Um, he's a great guy. Um he started this program that is essentially an effort to destigmatize mental health in general, but specifically speaking in the gun community, um, because the more we can talk about it and destigmatize it, the more people that are having issues can come out and get help that they need and not put themselves in positions to have to have their firearms taken away uh, because of a mental health diagnosis or crisis or a suicide. I mean, that's a big one too, right? Is, you know, if, if they can, um, if they can come out because and get help so that they're not killing themselves, which of course then always ties back into the gun shit and, you know, and that kind of thing. Right. So So, I'm I'm, I'm holding up their mission statement here. It says, Walk the Talk America funds research and development for outreach 
and promotion of mental health to reduce the misconceptions and prejudices that exist when it comes to mental illness and firearms. Uh, we believe we can be a catalyst for change by working with experts in the mental uh, health industry. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to no, that's, that's okay. That's, right. that's it. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, um, it's great. So I, I'm a big, um, a big proponent of them. I mm-hmm. think that they're doing great work. Um, and it also plays into kind of the, the attitude I have about feminism. And, um, you know, I get, that's one of my biggest questions I get asked is, well, because the gun culture tends to be more on the conservative side, typically mm-hmm. speaking, and, and they have a very anti-feminist philosophy. And my whole thing is, is that feminism isn't about female superiority, which is what it's become. True feminism is actually about equality and women being treated equally in, to, to men in all aspects. That doesn't mean that you're a man or that you can do, you're not going to do everything the same thing way a guy does typically we do it better. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, listen, but I don't think women, I don't think do women that. are differently shaped men, but you know, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but one of, one of my, my, my supporting arguments, like with walk the talk America is it, when we get to a point when we can have e- true equality, uh, through positive attitude about feminism, ladies, stop your fucking feminazi shit. Um, we come to a level where there will be that men will also be benefiting. And one of the primary ways that they'll be benefiting is through mental health. Mental health is one of the biggest areas that men are, are, um, Mm, in the closet for lack of a better term. I couldn't think of the word I wanted to use there. Okay. Stigmatized okay. Uh, from coming out you know, mentally about their mental health. Okay. And so why shouldn't we be creating a culture of, equal, of true equality, which also allows men to be able to be equal to women for the things that they're not equal, equal yeah. in. Okay. So, so let's, let's try to, let's try to unpack everything here and, um, and, and have some clear. <laughs> I had a lot to say. Yeah, no, let's know. I, I think it's interesting stuff. Let's try to have some clear conversations about it. So sure. you were saying that, um, so in the gun community, you were saying there's a lot of anti-feminism. I just want to, I just want to get that. My, <clears throat> my experience mm-hmm. and some of my perceptions is that I have received either comments uh, directly, you know, one-on-one with me. Actually, I have a two minute video that uh, Derek from Kids Safe Foundation took at the rights because a man came up to me and asked me mm-hmm. about what my philosophy on feminism was because I mentioned it in my speech. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, uh, you know, DMS, I get attacked in DMS. Those are pretty vicious about feminism and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, so I, I'm not going to say that it, it's blanketed. I definitely think the newer culture of the gun community, um, is not as, um, biased that way, but there is an old guard that's there. And if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, you're full of, sh- you're either full of shit or you're really probably part of the problem, to be honest. Um, And that they're the ones that really, it's that anti-feminism. And they're usually still the ones that are on the the left, right, conservative, liberal. I'm like, stop that shit, you know? And and that's the stuff that's continuing to- uh, There's a lot of of fuddy-duddy stuff going on for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's let's start with, um, let's start with this. What is your definition of feminism? And babyface, if you got any questions, Feel free to jump mm. in here. So what's your definition of feminism? Because I know that's like everything has a different meaning to every person. So I just want to establish kind of like a landmark with you of what do you mean when you say that you're a feminist or you believe in feminism? Sure. Yeah. 
Sure. So, so feminism, um, a lot, I mean, it goes a lot of, a lot of the perception of what feminism is, is that it actually started in the sixties with the bra burning and women wanting equal rights and equal pay and all this stuff. But it actually goes back a lot farther than that. Um, and one of the, the, even back further than, than what I'm going to share with you, but, um, this is, this is a really good, um, a good example is the suffrage movement and women trying to get the right to vote. And a lot of people focus on a lot of torturous things that happened, um, you know, throughout our history, um, you know, it, that was oppressive and abusive, uh, race, you know, was a big one, obviously. And we, we know that, but women were, um, suffragettes were, were jailed, starved, tortured, beaten in the streets. They had hoses thrown, shoved down their throats with hot liquid poured down their throats and tortured and murdered and left for, or left for dead in the streets just because they wanted to be able to vote. And fun fact, kids, that's barely been a hundred, not a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's been within, um, you know, a, a century, right? I mean, I think it was last year or something like 1918 or something. We got the right to vote. I'd have to look up the exact year, but, um, anyway, so there's, there's all they wanted was to be treated equally. Mm-hmm. And, um, they wanted the same rights that, that men had. And so they got the right to vote, but there were still many other things that they didn't have. Women did not want to be superior to men. They wanted the, the same equal opportunities to create prosperity and, and, and benefits and opportunities for themselves that men had. That's, that's what true feminism is. Mm-hmm. True feminism is about literal equality among the races or, and genders, really, um, all 67 of them. And it's 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 not about this fight the patriarchy bullshit Mm -hmm. and this fight the patriarchy bullshit and that extreme third wave feminazi shit is killing the underlying current of what true feminism and equality is because it's pissing off men Mm -hmm. and and women and more conservative women. And, and, and nobody's going to advance to a true level of equality when that shit keeps going on. Yeah. So, um, I think there's a lot of, thank you for coming to my TED talk. Yeah, I think there's a lot of weird, like, to me, modern day constructs, right? And when I say modern day, I don't mean like in the last 20 years or anything like that. Uh, Probably in the last couple hundred years is these weird things that happen because uh, people, for the most part, if you go back and look at civilizations, um, you know, going back thousands of years, women were always held like actually a little bit above men. Right. In some cases, yeah. yeah. Women were always valued, but there's weird things that happen, you know, and we see it. It's obviously reflected where like, okay, these people can vote, but you can't vote. And this thing happens and that thing happens. And I think a lot of times uh, the uh, the efforts to push back against anything sometimes just goes way over on the other side. So maybe now we're seeing that. Yeah. I think there's lots of women out there right now. Like what's currently happening right now in the world? I think it's is probably devaluing women extremely. When I when I look at yeah. it, I think this is really devaluing women to say like a dude could be born a dude, you know, all the hormones and everything that flows through a guy's body yeah. and he could decide one day, well, I'm I'm now a woman. I don't want to necessarily change anything or do anything, but I want to compete against women. And then naturally, like bone density and muscle mass and all that kind of right. stuff outweighs. And then that guy's like, or woman, whatever people want to call it. Now they're, uh, you know, they're winning awards and stuff like that. Someone's saying that my mic is low. Um, it sounds fine. Yeah, someone's, uh, Kiaski says, Hank, your mic is low or Carrie's is too high. It might be Carrie's. 
might be too high. Reach out to bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I know that we have our mics kind of like we took off the auto um, auto volume adjust. Maybe I don't know, babyface. Maybe we can walk her. Th that that can, better. That can be that could be the problem with it, right? It. The problem is it all sounds good to me. Oh, okay. It all sounds yeah. It sounds <laughs> yeah, fine, sound to, me fine to me too. Yeah, yeah it sounds, it sounds fine, fine to me too. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to really like. Let me see. I could turn. I could try to turn mine up a little bit, but I'm not really sure. Because um, I, I that's not the first time I saw someone saying that I'm that the mic's low. Uh, maybe I just maybe I need to get closer to the microphone. I don't know. We can we can try that. Yeah. So I think that sometimes you push back. You push against something until it goes so far. That right now, uh, women are getting erased with like people just being able to say they like, oh, I'm this now, right? You know, and then right. they're automatically. Well, I mentioned, but yeah, that. but women are, I think, are 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 in, are disproportionately affected by that, mm -hmm. um, for sure, without a doubt. I think that women are disproportionately affected by that because of that. What was that? That weightlifting competition or something like that, wasn't it? There's the, a lot of crap out the, there running. Yeah, there was like a guy that just uh, broke a bunch of world records or whatever because he. Yeah, because yeah, he has some shit like that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Which is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And really what that's coming down to is that's men who can't win in their own category. So they're deciding to, you know, work this system. Like, you know, the Olympics just approved that, right? Mm-hmm. The Olympics just approved transgender really? um, athletes Dude. to be able to compete in the opposite sex. So guess what? Kiss your medals goodbye, ladies. <laughs> Kiss them goodbye. Yeah, um, there was a female cyclist that just won a bunch of things and, quote, female transgender cyclist that won a bunch of female awards and got first place. Mm -hmm. And you look, this is this is a person that has had testosterone flowing through their body for 25 years and it, within the last three years has decided to transition, which to me is just a completely unfair advantage. Your muscles yeah, develop is on testosterone it's a totally unfair advantage right. yeah um particularly through the you know um the uh um if all that like puberty is what i'm trying to say when they're mm -hmm. going through yeah. puberty and you know if they've stopped those hormones before then which is also its own other it's a whole you know? cup of tea there yeah right yeah that you don't want to get into but it's um you know it's my my personal philosophy is if somebody wants to be a man that's uh, not a man you know whatever whatever you want to, it ain't my fucking business i don't exactly. care yeah except so, when it comes um, to uh sports I, when you're competing against other people yeah. and you know so my attitude yeah, is so, give them their own category yeah, basically, mutant it's, leagues. It's like you're yeah, <laughs> like sort of. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of want to like that's is, X Men shit. I would totally go go for that. Yeah, notice that this only goes in one direction as well. You only right. hear about men trans transitioned women dominating female categories. You never see women who have turned into men or transitioned to men dominating male categories because it's right, just right. It's not going to happen. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. not going to. And, and, but you have a few of them out there that are carrying babies. I'm like, but you're still biologically a woman. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, so, there's so much there that it's just so, I think that's, I think that just shows how really messed up we are in the world. 
that we can't separate all these things. Okay, you want to say that you're this thing and you want to act this way and you want people to not mess with you? Okay, I believe with that. No one should mess with you because of who you are and what you want to what you want to be as long as it doesn't hurt other people, right? People should leave you alone. You should be able to defend yourself. Then now when you start Yeah, but if you start flipping that and things that when it comes to sports and 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 there's so many other things in the world, well, no, you you also have to um you know, you have to respect th- this, right? Right. So right. Right. I-, I think that yeah, and, that's, and a pro- that's a problem. Women are, are disproportionately affected by that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Women are disappearing. <laughs> Real women yeah. are disappearing. And I find that there's lots of women out there that find themselves lonely, like real women, you know, women that were born with a vajayjay. You can bring, you know, human beings into the world. <laughs> You know, and they're like, why am I lonely? Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of crazy shit going on in the world. Maybe you need to stand yeah. up and stop some of this because it's going to yeah, wind up erasing you. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, yes. And that is, um, you know, when we speak out, you know, then, of course, we're homophobes or we're this or that. So it's it's yeah. a matter of yeah. changing the paradigm of the voice, where which is what my voice is. And when I go into that kind of stuff, and I lead with it. Like, I don't give a shit, you know. Basically, I got into a huge drama with a with a friend of mine who wasn't even trans, but one of my trans friends was standing right there at the time, and she lit into me about the sixty seven gender thing. I'm like, there's two. Oh, oh, is that that is that like a is is that supposed to be a real thing? That's a thing. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, no, there's not sixty of them, but there's like you could be non-trans, this binary. I don't identify. What the fuck? There's two genders: male, female, and then you can pretend you are whatever the f- right. whatever you want to be so she tells me i said i don't believe it and she says to me <laughs> i can't even say this with a straight face and i'll never forget it i'll send you the meme on facebook from the scientist mm-hmm. that that wrong yeah and i said first of all bitch don't ever tell me that you were going to send me a fucking meme on facebook as scientific evidence okay so let's just establish that <laughs> second oh, shut up and listen to what i have to say and my little tranny friend was down there oh sorry trans I'm old. You can say so whatever you want. I don't, it doesn't matter to I me. Know, yeah. We used to call yeah. people trannies back in the day, and it wasn't an insult, but now yeah. I guess it's an insult. It, so, um, so and she stands can, there, she goes, right, she's waiting to hear this. And I said, instead of being obsessed about whether or not you think that I'm calling somebody the right pronoun, mm-hmm. why don't you be more obsessed with teaching your kid that instead, that if somebody doesn't believe what they believe, that they should just be kind? instead of teaching them that they need to hate somebody because they believe what you don't, you know, that you don't believe the same thing. Mm -hmm. I said, that is the problem that we're having right now Mm -hmm. in this culture. I said, it's about us as parents needing to teach our children to have fundamental human humanity for, for other people and to be kind no matter what, because the first question you ask yourself when you see something that you may not be comfortable with is, is it any of my business? Right. Yeah. I don't know about being kind. I I would say empathy. Right. Fuck you. It isn't stay off their lawn. Mind your own business, stay off your lawn. And that's what we need to be teaching our kids. We need to be teaching our kids to have fundamental empathy and kindness toward each other mm-hmm. and not judge somebody or not hate somebody because they don't believe we believe. I actually, um, that was the speech I gave. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, I actually, I called out the gun community on that. Mm-hmm. I was at a gun rally. I'm like, I could tell you guys all day long why gun control laws are bad. You guys already know that. So let me offer you this. And I, I literally called out every single sect. Okay. about that and about treating each other like shit but one of them being the lgbtq community and i i've had so many gun owners on um, the, the real conservative gun owners say to me uh well they're mentally ill i'm like 
They are 1% of the population that changed the fucking country. You want to keep your gun rights? You better start looking at the LGBTQ community because a gun right, the, the right to own, well, the Bill of Rights, period. Those are fundamental human rights that we have at birth. The Constitution and the Bill of Rights did not give us those rights. Our founding fathers wrote those because they knew that they wanted to make sure that they were guaranteed and reinforced. So I don't care if you identify as 67 different genders and you do it every single different day of the week, or you are black or you are orange or you are green or you are white or whatever you are. The bottom line is that you are a human. And as a human, you have the fundamental right to defend yourself. And it doesn't matter what gender you are or who you sleep with or what color you are. And so if the gun community doesn't get their shit together really fucking fast and learn that and come together cohesively, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So let me just get a couple of things off here. Uh, Adam Jimenez uh, gave us a couple of no, bucks. Not that. Don't yeah. talk to him. Yeah. He says oh, he, he gave us a couple of bucks. So sorry, Carrie. We talked to <laughs> we talked to everyone. And when you make it rain on us, we say what you have, which <laughs> whatever you <laughs> he says, Carrie can outshout both y'all. So there you go. Oh, for sure. <laughs> anything. That's true. For I'm sure. not going to argue that one. It's true. <laughs> it's know? probably true. And it doesn't really bother me at all. So. Um, okay, so listen, here's the thing that I think. We could think whatever we want to. People can have all kinds of bravado, what, you know, whatever it is they want. You could think there's all these laws that protect you or whatever. Uh, in the real world, you don't really have anything unless you can actually fight for that thing and defend it. This is the real yeah. the real world's a fucked up place. So you can think, right. oh, I'm I'm an American. Just like this happens to people that go overseas a lot, right? I see that. So they get into some kind of trouble and they go, I'm an American. And people say, We don't give a shit if you're an American. We're putting <laughs> you in jail. <laughs> We're gonna do this to you. I have an experience yeah. with that actually. Not in jail, but yeah. Although that this yeah, happens definitely. to all kinds of people. Happens to people yeah. here in America as well, right? So I think ultimately the thing that we all need to realize is we could think of whatever we want to about the Constitution laws, this thing or that thing. Ultimately, if it really comes down to a fight, no one knows what's going to come out of that. Uh -oh. and we're, all, we're all trying to avoid that. What's up? We froze up. Oh, no, no I'm still here. I'm still here. Did you freeze? Do you? I've got to freeze. Here. No, we're here. We're still here. Yeah, it's working fine. That's the government. Oh, it looks like she, she did freeze, too. Uh oh, she oh, froze. Carrie, Carrie's frozen. The government's coming down <clears> on her. Let's see. She'll probably get that worked out here. Yeah, she'll jump back in, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, she's coming back. Yeah, here we are. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm watching it on my thing here, and I'm yeah. I'm still... Yeah. Do, you have, do you have kids? Do you have kids? Uh, Tell your kids I to get off the internet. Tell them to get off the internet. That's Hank's uh, favorite excuse. It actually isn't. It's, well, she, I don't think she is. She's downstairs doing homework or reading outside, and she's a paper book reader. Oh, okay. But... Uh, <laughs> It could be. I have the YouTube up here on my phone. Oh, no, you got to pause. You got to or you got. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Do you have the Internet on on your phone or are you using your uh, data, your cellular data? Uh, Separate it. I'll go Let's to data. See. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, got it. I mean, Done. we want to make sure that you can get your I can see you're like getting gassed up for a good rant here. So we want to make sure <laughs> that you get, you know, that you, that you do you want one? I don't care. I don't think you're trying to stir it up, Hank, is all I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm not, no, I'm not trying to stir it up either. I'm not trying to stir it up either. It's all it's all good. See, I could, listen, I'm from the Caribbean, woman. So this was, <laughs> was like every, so? this was like everyday. Well, I don't know if you know people from the Caribbean, but this is everyday life. Screaming and shouting. <laughs> when I first met Lola, she came over to like hang out with my family somewhere. 
and she was blown away about how we act with each other. We either don't talk to each other at all, and the house is really quiet, and then when we start talking, we're screaming and shouting. She's like, why are you guys fighting? I was like, no, yeah. this is how we talk. <laughs> my my stepfamily that I've been raised with since a kid are all Italian, half uh-huh. Italian, half Germans. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, gosh, very loud, very angry people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. It feels just like home. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So I don't know, Babyface. Did you have some things in here before we? Uh, before? No, I, no. There was there was so much there. I I have no idea. Yeah. When okay. we when we get somewhere out, believe me, I'll jump in. Okay, so let me see where else I want to go here because before I'm going to go to news things or if you guys out there in the chat have questions for Carrie, let us know. We'll let Carrie answer questions. We'll ask her questions and stuff I love like to that. answer questions, yeah. especially about um, feminism. So you're talking about in the gun community. So obviously we talk about this a lot. There's like uh, you know, gun community is kind of like a weird thing like anything else. There's all kinds of people in there. Some of those people are crazy, you know. Um, there's some new blood, old blood. <laughs> yeah. So what's your, mm-hmm. uh, what's your opinion of that whole thing? Let's get it. Am I, of me in the gun community? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you you know, you said you've been in this for six months. So what have you found? Yeah. What have you found? Um, let's, oh, hold on. First, let's start with the positive. What have you seen in the gun community that you like? Tell us what you like first. <clears throat> let's start there. I, I yeah. really have discovered I like the HKVP9. <laughs> Oh, no, you're talking about guns. I'm not talking about guns. No, I, mean, <laughs> I like that gun a lot. You like the VP9? Okay, all right. But but uh, have you yeah. seen anything? It's like, been a good thing since I was the first person to put my deposit down on, on Katie's Truth pistol. Oh, and that's what it is. oh I, I see. Even, and I, I didn't see. even, yeah, I'm number one. That's not an HK. That's not an HK, by the way. That's not an HK. Well, not anymore. Not yeah. once it's cut up. Yeah, it's a KD or whatever. It's you know. a KD VP9. Yeah. Once right. he sprinkled his. Uh, yeah, I thought that that was funny. That that was. Yeah. What it was. And then I, once well, he I spri- was, once he rubs his man musk on it or whatever, it's not an HK anymore. This is this about. I got J and L and uh, in Idaho and actually watch watch the slide get cut. I did that live. It was really oh, cool, cool. cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to see how that that worked. But um, so I, I've seen so my fir- one of my very first experiences just a couple of weeks in was with an individual that some people are really going to like that are watching. And so this is probably going to stir up some shit. Um, now you have to remember, I'm coming in with a completely different perspective and very green and not understanding the culture. I'm understanding it literally as most people that own guns out there. Right. I mean, we, we get into this echo chamber of gun culture and, um, that's, that's all we see. And even if there's pissing matches inside that, there's still some, some core patterns there. Um, whereas I'm coming in from somebody who supports gun ownership, uh, been, I, you know, had go to the range, but I'm, it's not a, was not a, a culture for me. Um, so my, my approach to de-escalation and problem solving was a little bit different than, than a lot of people. And I commented, there was a very prominent member of the community mm-hmm. who had posted about, um, moms, the gun sense, um, Mom's demand action. Yeah, mom's action. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was, a, and you know the photo. Everybody knows the photo because it went around everywhere, and it was. Um, <clears throat> Paint a picture because I'm not sure. There's lots of. Mm-hmm. She's holding the gun, uh, uh, a trainer gun, above her head by the by the by the muzzle by the barrel, mm-hmm. and um, and she's standing in front of the four rules of, of gun safety. Okay. 
And, who was uh, doing this? Who was doing this? Someone from Moms Demand it was Action? One or? The, it was one of the Moms Demand Action okay. um, educators. So apparently they're teaching gun safety or something, whatever. Oh, God. Anyway, you're right. Well, and that's what they were doing. And so this person just lit them up. I mean. Oh, here, I got the picture. Thing. I'll link it. Oh, okay. The very prominent, the very prominent the, the um, said, said individual. Say that again. It's a, it's an old lady in the picture. Older woman. Yep. Yeah, I got the picture. I'll, I'll link it. Uh, or text it so, to me. Text it to me. Yeah. So okay, she is. Um, so my so he this person posts it on their on their Instagram and is slamming her for being a fucking moron. And this is the problem with these liberals and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And they're just ignorant fucks. And this is why we need to get rid of them and all this. And so, right, I'm green, right? I'm, I'm literally, I think I was two weeks in at this point. And I said, has anybody just reached out to them to, if nothing else, teach them the proper way to do this so that we may not agree with what they believe, but at least we can get some proper mm-hmm. education out there mm-hmm. to start. Can we start there? They're a fucking cancer and we need to get rid of them. And we, we there okay, is no I'm throwing up the picture right now. If anyone wants to see it, I'm throwing that up on the screen. I said, you know, there is no compromise with these people. And, you know, and, and I said, so what is you're saying Is that a trainer gun? Is, doesn't really look like a trainer gun, but okay. Uh-huh. It looks. It's like one of the rubber ones, I think. Okay. I think it's actually. It, I think it is a, a rubber trainer gun. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was the whole thing, right? Is that, right. I thought, you know, we can't, this is not a fucking thing. We can't, um, uh, you know, we can't accept this and, you know, and we need to get rid of these people and we need to, you know, like, this, like anger and aggression. Right. And, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of misogyny with it too, but you know, whatever. And I said, look, I'm not saying that I agree with them. I, I don't. What I'm saying to you is if we're still, if we're meeting them with the same anger that they're meeting us on this side, nothing is going to happen. And yes, I don't think that, that mom's demand should be doing what they're doing. However, until we can get to a point where we can create some dialogue with these people, can we at least get them teaching proper the proper techniques and not do this kind of thing? Because that that alone, reaching across with an olive branch to at least help to, to facilitate that, mm-hmm. might be able to facilitate more conversation later. And I was just raked over the coals for that. Okay. Totally uh, I'm guessing you don't by, want to tell us second. who this was that did it. It was A.W.R. Hawkins. I don't even no. know who that is. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Huh? Yes, you do. I do? Yes, you do. Huh? You know him. Everybody knows him. A.W.R. Hawking? He's, he's that Breitbart to a big Breitbart guy. Mm. I don't know. There's a lot of people in the gun community I don't know. So I have no clue who that is. Maybe people. His face doesn't there. look familiar to me. Yeah, maybe people out there know. I'm surprised. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm surprised. He's, he's so very here, Here's the thing the that I think. I think that I don't. So I think that Moms Demand Action's probably not very concerned with if they if they were gonna do if they're gonna do a safety uh, gun safety class, I would expect them to reach out to the NRA or someone, some organization out there to help Somebody them out. Who's actually, yeah, yeah. If they they, if they decided to do that without doing that, then they started that. Now, do I think that people should immediately go after them? Um, here's what I think about it. I think if people do want to go after them then I get it. And I think that not everyone's going to want to do that. Some people might try to reach out to them or whatever, but there's lots of people. And I, I also get the, uh, the feeling of that person. Like why bother reaching out to these people? Because, you know, they, they, the whole, everything that they're setting up says that, Hey, we're going to, we're going to take these guns away from you. You know, we're, we're not here to help you guys do anything. 
this is this is who we are. This is what we're going to do. We don't need you. So I can see where that comes from on the flip side of it. I think everyone just has a different approach. And I don't think that you made a bad suggestion. I think you made it. It was a good suggestion. I don't think people have to meet you with that same vitriol, you know, like, oh, yeah, to carry on about it. Just, hey, listen to what you have to say and and let it and, and let it go from there. But, you know, there's some people that just do get a little excited or whatever. But. I mean, to me, ultimately, I don't think Moms Demand Action really cares about gun safety. I would say I don't believe it. Oh, I, I agree. Well, in fact, I think that they're just a facilitator for full-blown uh, gun confiscation. Confiscation? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if I'm going to put my formal – because Shannon Watts banned me, bitch. I'm still watching you, Shannon Watts. Okay. I'm coming after you. Yeah, I guarantee you it. she's not looking at this right now. Probably. No, but, yeah. <laughs> but feel, free to, feel free to send it to her kids. But drop, you know, drop. Um, she's trying to ban me everywhere. I can't, I can't yeah, get to drop her. Drop bombs she's, on her. She's, she's, yeah, she's pussy fine. blocked me everywhere. I can't, yeah. I can't get to her. Now, do but, you think um, that that was a little belligerent, what you just did? You know, because I know you were saying that some of the people are belligerent. Do you think you have little <laughs> elements of belligerence of your own, Carrie? If I were not belligerent, I would not be heard, especially as a woman oh, in this okay. community. Understood. Understood. I'm not hating on your belligerence. No, I know you're not. Yeah, and I'm just, yeah. but I'm just telling you. That's I like, the way it I is. like my women a little belligerent. I am married to Lola Strange. So but, yeah. <laughs> but what, I mean, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is there's a time to be belligerent and then there's uh, a time to try to, to carry on a healthy conversation. But who and makes, so who be, makes that choice of when to be like, do you make that choice of when to, when to be belligerent or not to be belligerent no, or do other so, people make that? Well, the question is, the question isn't a matter of who makes the choice. The question is, is a matter of, mm-hmm. of whether or not it's when you're, when you're in a situation, whether it's worth it or is needed to escalate situation Mm -hmm. and that's that's really what it's about and and that's about self self self-control and that's about understanding your who you're you're speaking to you know i can walk into a college campus and and want to talk about you know second amendment rights of women on campus right i mean you know i know lots of i'm involved with the women that you know with women who have been raped on campus because they couldn't take their guns on 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 the to campus um but i there is no way that i'm going to convince a room full of anti-gun you know, college students to that they need to they need to carry a gun. They're mm-hmm. going to find some reason to be angry with me. So why would I stand there and continue to to fight with them when they're not going to hear what I'm saying? Right. So I own a day spa. My so my day job is is, is I own a day spa, oh, okay. and I have been in the business with women for 25 years. And so what I have come to find, particularly with this, because I've always been a little bit of a politico, but what I also have discovered is. I'm very approachable by people that don't have the same philosophy that I have. And here's why. And it's because I don't walk in with that belligerence initially. If somebody is coming to me and they're tense and they're, they're scared, particularly over shootings. Right. I mean, that's a big one. Uh, first of all, understanding the reason they're scared is the media hyping shit up about and, 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 and inciting fear in them. Mm-hmm. So you. Or just or just general fear. Uh, I think what happens to a lot of people out there when we get school shootings is that you can now relate to that. Right. Most people out there have kids. Right. Or some young person that they care about. And when that happens, we can we can all relate to that. It's the reason why um, the media makes uh, like pushes us up so much because we can all see that and relate to it. Yeah. And you feel that you feel the fear more when you can relate to it. 
absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the media knows that and, that, and they, they encourage and perpetuate it. Mm-hmm. But that being said, the minute that you sit there and you try to argue and you try to tell them, you know, there's more handgun depth than pistol depth, they're not going to hear it. So what you do is you answer their question. You stay very calm. If they ask another question, you answer it and you begin to push that envelope. But the minute that they show you resistance and they become defensive, you're done. They're not going to hear what you have to say. So you have to stop because if you keep going, then you're going to end up in that pissing match, which is going to create a pissing match amongst their friends with you and your friends and then your community and then your community. And then then you see this fucking left and right bullshit. Right. Yeah. And we're all locked into that. We're all locked into that. That's what's happening in the world. Both sides are doing it. Both sides do it. So um, if, if you truly want to affect change, first of all, sit down, take a breath and, and have a drink because it's going to take you a long fucking time because you're not going to do it in mass. You're going to do it one family member at a time. You're going to do it one friend at a time. You're going to do it one neighbor at a time because you are going to work that for a very long time as an advocate, just being somebody that they will consider that they can trust, that they know is not a gun nut that they can go to and ask these questions to. And over time, you will change their mind. I have one woman who was, she never touched a gun, was never going to touch two of them, actually. Uh, one is writing me an actual testimonial for my website. Um, never touched a gun, couldn't stand guns. Um, and that was a year and a half ago. And I, I acknowledged her fear. I explained to her the reason why the, I felt there was. And of course, that conversations got shut down quickly. And, you know, I told her, I said, you know, fundamentally, we all just want our families to be safe at the end of the day. We just have different ideas about how that's done. So another six months goes by. She's asking me questions every time, every time. And then all of a sudden I get involved in this stuff. So now I have even a shit ton more knowledge than I did before, because before I was just speaking from the the constitutionalist perspective. Now I've got a little bit more technical uh, and logistics knowledge as well. And um a year and a half later, after this woman would never touch a gun, she put my EDC in her hand and wants me to take her to the ranch. Okay. All right. Cool. That's how it works. So what, I, yeah. I really believe that's how it works. Yeah. Was part of what did it was she, I let her listen to my speech where I described how my ex-husband beat the hell out of me and almost killed me. And if I had a gun, it wouldn't happen. She And she looked at me in rage and anger. She says, I would have shot him. I said, now you understand. Yeah. I think um, there's and, a there's a question she was here. Ready to own a, she was ready to own a gun. Yeah. There's a question here I'm going to get to. I'm just going to say something real quick sure. here. Um, you know, I know there's lots of people that have like a literal fear of guns. If you, if you go, which is, if you go, here's a gun, but it happens. There's human beings that exist like this in the world. Um, that if you say, here's a gun, no matter what you do to show this person, like, Hey, I can show you how to just make this a piece of metal and plastic, you know, they can't get over that. So yes, I, I agree that the first thing you need to do is demystify what a gun is and 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 f- you can't force a person into that you're just going to make their phobia or whatever it is worse you have to let them come right. to you and say okay <laughs> you know i'm ready yeah Excuse yeah me. it's true and yeah. and you're not going to do it by standing you know in, in front of them and yelling at them and you're not going to do it the other way to do it is and this was what I, in the speech that I gave um, mm-hmm. about a week and a half ago, is I said, the other way that change is going to happen is not standing here bitching about it. Actually, what I said was, it's not going to stand here bitching about it. It's not going to stand here yelling um, and standing with a bunch of people that believe the way you believe. It changes. And it's, and I said, and it sure hell isn't going to happen with your fat asses behind your keyboards and your hashtags. 
So that shit needs to no. stop. It's re- I'll tell you um, what it is. It's to me. This is I'll tell you what it is to me. It's relativity. So I went through this with uh, Lola's brother, right? Her younger brother. Uh, he came to visit us, and uh, I haven't seen him in a while. He came to visit. He's a grown grown ass man. He's like in his 30s and I was showing him <laughs> showing him some guns and he had that kind of reaction like mm-hmm. he didn't even want to touch it and I was like well let me show you how to make sure that if you came across something like this it was just it's just a piece of metal and it's not going to be able to hurt you and he looked at what I was doing but he didn't want to touch it and I was I let it go so recently recently I was talking to him and he bought a home and then he mm-hmm. said to me you know um, I've got some friends that go shooting and I just bought this home and I think yeah maybe I, I'm, I'm going to need to get a piece <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah. that's what's funny. Yeah, so you know, that's that's the thing. Like, like it's relative. Like for human beings, life is perspective. You know, mm-hmm, and, you, right. and it's got to be able to relate to you. And something happens to you, and then you can see your way there. You wanna you wanna leave that path ho- open and not put like trolls along the path to scare people. Um, right. Let me get into this real quick because this is a question from Ohio Wolverine. Um, do you think the media will pretty much bury the latest shooting due, due to the juvenile shooter being yes. transgender? They've already yes. uh, they're already yeah. spinning it by calling him a female. I think there's something like that going on because at first they said it was a boy and a girl, it was two people. They said it was That's a boy and a girl. I just read it was boy and a girl. Yeah. I didn't realize it was. Well, if you if that article yeah, that I just put up, doing. that article I just put up here. Let me see if I could find it. Uh, here, I'll throw this up on the screen so people can see what we're talking about. Um, this is in the Daily Beast. It says, uh, teen boy and girl shot up Colorado STEM school in vicious act of violence. And then if you scroll down, you'll see there's a part here that says that, um, uh, where they said that they thought it was a boy and girl, but they realize it's uh, both. Uh, it's two girls. Uh, I got something I want yeah. to say about that, too. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, somewhere down down. Uh, is that so? So whenever, and, and this might be just because of politically where I come from, but whenever there's a mass shooting, and I'm going to say of a white male or something like that, it seems to blow up. It seems, mm-hmm. or it's either a white male or a an AR-15. If an AR-15 is used, it seems to just be nonstop news cycle for a week at least, maybe two. Yeah. Um, this is it because I was in like so where we were over the weekend no internet, no phone signal, and you're kind of out with nature, and I wasn't paying attention to a lot of it. But even coming back into regular society, I haven't seen much about this. Like, normally you look at Reddit, front page of Reddit, and that's like all people are talking about is a school shooting, AR-15, whoever did it. There's none of that, like nothing of talking about it at all. Mm-hmm. It's probably so because- I of, have a I'm, bigger issue with this. Right, go ahead. That I want to discuss right now. So, um, my uh, my business partner and I, I, he called me. We we often have this. Well, did you see this? And you know anything is related to gun code. Like it's like we've got a thing going. Mm-hmm. And I was at work and I happened to have a few minutes, so I was chatting with him. And he had a, on AWR Hawkins page. Sure enough, he had a thing with him. Um, so he posted an, uh, a headline that said um, that the shooter, one of the shooters, was alleged. So the, it says allegedly. Uh, a liberal Obama supporting transgender, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes off about, see, it's really, you know, these people are, I mean, whatever he says, right? I mean, you can go look it up. Probably it's on his Instagram. Mm. But my partner, which is exactly our attitude and exactly what we spoke about at, um, at this, at this uh, thing last, last week was, um, 
why are you making, cause he was all left, right? And he was all, AWR was all like, you know, this is because, you know, they're the fucking left and they're crazy. And, and he says, whoa, 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 whoa. He says, when did the bill of rights and the constitution become partisan? It's not. As it's it's a good question because I it's it's not and it it's, shouldn't be. It's no, a, it's not. So let me finish because this pisses me off because this is exactly the fucking problem in this goddamn gun community. Okay, this go is ahead. it right here. So the thing is, is he immediately went to making it political and and uh, and politicizing it from the right, right? So the right is consistently famous for blaming the left for politicizing tragedy. I think both that's sides exactly do that. What, I'm not done. That's exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Is he was in there with the liberal side is they tend to be way worse. And I think that everybody here can agree with that, especially if it's like pushing an agenda like this, like guns. So, but he was fucking doing it and it wasn't okay. And so it's like my, my partner Chad says, why are, why are we doing this? Why are we talking about a political side and the partisanship of gun ownership when we should be talking about the tragedy and the violence here? And how are we going to solve the violence and the mental health issues that go behind this? And it has nothing to fucking do with politics. And so the gun culture is just as guilty about it, and they need to stop. So they need to so, stop making it partisan. Okay, so let's, uh, let's, let's cover that. Babyface, did you have something to say to that? Yeah, sort of... Uh, uh, trying to form my thought around it but it's to me it almost comes down to sort of a chicken and the egg argument where the left will say well the right's doing it the right will say well the left's doing it back and forth back and forth and nobody's willing to not do that nobody's willing to not politicize some sort of event like this so it's it's what would it take to end that sort of politicizing of events i don't know that that would ever happen yeah honestly I don't have faith in people enough to think that we would stop politicizing events. And I mean, we've talked about how many years now have we known that politicizing a mass shooting or a tragedy like this and putting out the shooter's name typically is what they want. They want to become infamous. Mm-hmm. Um, yet we still we still do that. It, it, it's yeah. like, will we ever? You stop know what it is? Uh, here, I, and this is just to go on the point that you're making. I think we're talking about fighting fire with fire. That's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, we love it. As humans, we love that. Yeah. Well, it's so so. It's that old thing, right? If a if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? I think that if we just all if, I'm if saying we is just, that Gandhi got his country liberated, right? Through peaceful uh, resistance. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I'm country, just saying. I'm sorry. I'm hold on a second. What country? Story. What country did Gandhi get liberated exactly? What country was India? it? Uh, India. Oh, it's li- India. Yes, it's, like I said, it, India. It's, it's liberated, you think? Because I don't think it's fucking liberated. What I'm liberated. saying to you is that they got rid of the British monarchy <laughs> oh, from there. Uh, the, okay. And okay. They, they got rid of the British monarchy. You're being an asshole. That's what you're being. So what? <laughs> honestly, that's what you're. You're kind of being an asshole. So what? A bit. What I'm saying to you, this man, mm-hmm. this man, was able to do that through peaceful resistance. Right. And gaining, uh, you know. I don't know if you know, like the, it was all about salt is what it came down to in the end. And it, mm-hmm. it was, it's an incredible story about, I mean, and how, how that worked, but my, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily what needs to be done here. What I'm saying is we have become a culture on both sides that has become so extreme about fighting fire with fire that at some point it's, it, you don't hear it anymore. It's not heard anymore. So what is the trendy, right? So now what, what's going to be the thing that can catch on that's trendy that people are going to catch on to? 
Let's look at some other options about de-escalation and conflict resolution and how can we start reaching out in a way, you know, who's great about that? Fucking Maj. Yeah. Well, here's the thing I have to say to you. I don't, uh, you know, I don't think that what you're like, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't think by by folks out there just going, okay, I'm not going to talk about the politics of this or anything. I just, I just, I don't think that that's actually going to get us to a place where we fix it. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to fix it by talking about the politics, what the media does, what what Democrats or liberals do on this side, or conservatives or gun guys do on this side. I'm not saying that's going to fix it either. You know, it's just the nature of human beings. Do you understand what I'm saying? When so so for example, like how how you're talking, right? The way that you talk, you've you've like you know you've called me an asshole and a bitch and all that kind of stuff. I've in this conversation, I haven't said it to you, but it's not slowing you down. It's not stopping you. (laughs) I'm just going to assume this is how you talk. I think ultimately people have to somehow figure this out. Either we're going to say no, we really actually want to figure this out. Or we're going to wind up in a massive conflict, and whoever survives that is is going to make the world. And it's and it, I know I it sounds terrible, but that's the way that it is. Part of part of that I think is, uh, and this might be a, a horrible thing to say, but the people, most of the people on top, I don't think want to figure it out. So many people profit. It's from not beneficial. Like it's not beneficial. It's not beneficial to figure no. it out. If if there was peace around the world, literally tomorrow we woke up in the peace around the world money would stop flowing between so many different countries. It just, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's well, here's the thing with that is that, and this is where watching the gun culture of this and, and, and they're always on this, the fucking leftists, the fucking leftists are all about taking our guns are all about taking our, make no mistake about it. The fucking right would do it like this. If they knew it meant that you were, you were a threat to them in any way. They would do what? This is the right person. would do what? Take, take guns? Take, take guns. Your fucking guns away. Yeah, I, so here's where I see, I see all politicians in the same bucket. I don't see politicians yeah. in a separate. Yeah. I'm not saying that, that, look, there's some politicians out there that might be really real, right, on either side. But I really see all politicians in the same damn bucket. So I think ultimately, Absolutely. ultimately, they're all trying to enslave us. I believe in freedom. Freedom is I have to fight for my individual freedom. Like, I'm not supposed to be right. the same as you, Carrie. You're not supposed to be the same as me. Right. You know, even Absolutely. like we're all supposed to be individuals and we have to defend that individualism. But in the reality of this world, of the universe that will crush you, the universe doesn't give a fuck about any of us. It will crush no. us. You step in front of a car going 60 miles an hour, you're going to die. Right. In the reality of all of this, what we're headed for is that ultimately, if this blows up and becomes a thing, people have to fix this with war. That's why we can't get rid of it in the world. I'm not saying it should be that way. I'm not saying that's a nice thing. But ultimately, I think that's what it comes down to. And I get that. And that's one of my biggest things that I'm really passionate about preaching is I'm like, look, the more people that stop thinking left and right and start thinking American, the better we're going to be when the shit goes down. Because it's going to become literally citizens against the government. And that's so. And so for these a lot of these people out there, they get obsessed with, well, you know, the the um, Second Amendment was written for me to be able to protect my family. No, you have the fundamental human right to protect your family. It guarantees you the right to have the arms to do it. That's what the that's what the Constitution and the Bill of Rights does. The, con- the Bill of Rights was written for you to be able to use those arms that you keep in your home to protect your home and your family against the government when they become tyrann- uh, tyrannical. And that is why it was written. And so that means, yes, bitches, the left, the right, all of them. 
Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Do not think for a minute that any of those Republicans would not take your guns. And if, if you guys aren't watching what's going on right now, with well, some of these, as they call them, rhinos and shit, they're, they're doing it. Oh, yeah. I think you know, they want have, to control all of us. Government. Yeah. We have a federal government that just had a district or a federal district court or a circuit court down in Florida in 2018. The kids in, at Stoneman Douglas sued Broward County for uh, not protecting them. Now, I can't remember if it was in 2015 or 2017. I, I'd have to look it up. But there was a court case that set a precedence that said uh, it was a county case in the state or excuse me, a state state case. And they um, they said that the, they ruled that the police have no obligation to protect you. Yeah. OK. We, yeah. We, so, we cover that here so, pretty well. yeah. Okay, so so you've got now, but now we also have the, the federal government, right? So let's mm-hmm. just you know to to bring people up to speed that may not know this because I actually found three people today that didn't know that that they that this case happened. So you now have a. I actually spoke about this on my my Instagram a while back. I said you now have a federal government that is telling you that they have no obligation to protect you, and then they're turning around and taking every bit of your right to be able to protect yourself away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slavery. Do I wear aluminum foil? <laughs> there's, Maybe you know, there's, there's there's different ways. To me, there are different ways you can attack that argument, and one of them is um, the the court case. The famous court case was Warren versus the District of Columbia, where two women got like gang raped, and a cop walked by, said, "Oh, there's nothing going on." If you haven't looked that one up, look up Warren versus District of Columbia. Um, cop walked by, nothing going on. One of them finally escaped out a second story window, called the cops, and then they sued because uh, cop didn't help them. And Warren versus DC basically went to the Supreme Court and said. Uh, cops have no, they, they don't have to protect you. They're not there to protect right. you. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it also comes down to one thing that I don't understand from, um, I guess specifically on the left would be like anarcho-communists or anarchists or whatever. Like you have Antifa types who then also are like, well, you know, you're on the side of people wanting to take your firearms, but you also don't t- trust the cops. So who's going to protect you? Like, if, if you don't trust yeah, the charge, who do you trust? Who Who is going to protect yeah, you? No guns for the people, nobody charged. Well, we've got the same thing going on on, on the right or the conservative, you know, the, the gun yeah. community. And, you know, because you've, you've got the guys out there that are the, um, you know, the big, you know, which are tend to be a little bit more of the modern culture and particularly in the black communities and urban urban cultures for sure. The You know, they don't trust the cops, but, you know, then you've got yeah, the thin blue line. People and um, what I do find interesting about that though is with all of these laws that are going on in these states and how many of these states and, and counties had cops saying that they weren't going to enforce these, and it was one of those things where I sat back and I actually made a few comments at one point to some people and I said, "Do you find it ironic that the very people that we were panicking were going to be confiscating our guns are actually starting the revolution against the gun control laws?" Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, we didn't think about that necessarily. And that's an interesting kind of thing to start watching. And, you know, that's a lot of like ignorance with the military, too. You know, my husband's an active duty um, military officer and uh, who has spent his life mostly in the Middle East. Uh, he does counterterrorism force protection. He could I could go on for days telling you shit about Antifa that he dealt with because he did like the. Oh, when we do like, you know, when cities do fleet weeks mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. tour them, he's the one that he is actually the one that comes in and tells the city what to do. Uh to keep his ship Security safe, so he could go on. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So like, but like on, on like literally on cities like like L.A. He did L.A. and Seattle and I mean massive scale, right? So um, he could tell you stories for days about Antifa. God, he can't stand those guys. But um, they we 
we get this this obsession that um, that uh, that these cops are just going to um, stand back. And um, on one side, right, we get this that they're going to stand back and they're not going to do anything. But then on the other side, you're actually seeing that change. And that's you're, you're seeing them actually fighting and being defiant, which with the military, a lot of people because I've seen especially from from the liberal side of things, I've seen people um, be, it kind of cracks me up. Well, you know, the military, you know, if we get the military, to, we can take over the government and. You know, and then we can, you know, get this gun. All these crazy shit, right? Right. I'm like, y'all realize that part of what the military swear to is actually to defend its citizens and not break laws, including those in the Constitution. So when the shit really goes down, the military is going to be on the side of the citizens against the government, not the other way around. Well, here's what I think. I think when the shit goes down, that's when the questions will get answered. We'll see. I think right. some people will be, some people yeah. won't be. There's, we're we're going to find out. Like, you know, everything's going to get separated. Everyone's going to uh, yeah, get into yeah. their box and we'll find out who's who. Let me just uh, do this shout out. Fit and Fire gave us uh, five bucks. He says, uh, came here for Hank. Tell stay- him to suck it. <laughs> okay, you see, I hope you just heard her. Came here for Hank, staying for Carrie. <laughs> Uh, and he gave he gave you the love eyes, Carrie. He gave you the, yeah, he gave you the love eyes. He says, this is my entertainment during baby girls uh, TKD class. Uh, 20, 22 Cheapster is the greatest, he says. Um, so I think, look, I think, do, do you guys, have you ever heard Might Makes Right? You ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's, well, if you never heard of it, ultimately, that's true. I know that sounds the messed people, up. Might makes right. Guns. Yeah, might <laughs> makes right. Oh, Mike makes right. I'm sorry, I misunderstood yeah, you. Yeah. I was like, who's Mike? And what no. is he making right? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Like, ultimately, yeah. might makes right. I know that's going to sound messed up to some people. No, no, no. But, it, but it's true because that's, yeah. that's how you win wars. And, and I, you know, and it's, it's, it's one of those things when I got into this and people ask me about, you know, patriots and what is a patriot. And I, I got really ugly about it. I'm like, half these bitches out here are not fucking patriots. Mm-mm-mm. And you know what I mean? Just because you're Republican does not make you a patriot. Because I know some pretty alt-left liberal people that are straight fucking patriots. Like some of my queer friends, LGBTQ, tram, like they will straight up fucking go at it. And I was, one of the first podcasts I was on, it might have actually been uh, Ghost Tactical. Trey, it might have been yours, actually, um, if you're still watching. But um I'm trying to think now which one it was, but, um, they, you know, they asked me, you know, do you, you know, what about Patriot? And I said, I'm, I'm literally a Patriot. I would rather die fighting for my daughter to be able to have the right to be able to have her freedoms later than to be oppressed and have she be imprisoned by control. Mm -hmm. And I would rather leave a legacy. I would rather, I I don't ever want to have to leave my daughter's side, you know, until I'm an old lady and I see her cute little adopted babies because she didn't have a kid, she says. But um, I would rather I would rather die knowing that I was fighting for her right to be able to take care of her, to, uh, to be able to have those liberties than to live by her under tyranny or oppression later. Bottom line. Okay. And I would rather leave her that legacy so that she knows that she can fight if she needs to fight herself um, and to never be afraid. And even as a woman. And you don't hear that a lot from women, actually. Um, <laughs> can, I throw out a, which, can I throw out a funny joke that came through? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, where is it? Uh, the law of the gun says your husband must be a fucking mute. 
<laughs> the law of the gun, he said that. <laughs> no, you know what? Can I tell you something? I you that know, was funny. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but maybe he's badass. Maybe if he doesn't look. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, maybe that's he's a I'm badass thinking. dude. He's if you can stand up to a badass chick, you must be a badass yeah. dude. You know? Yeah. I mean, we don't, totally. we don't know. Yeah. We'll find out. Maybe when we put cameras in there, we'll see, you know? <laughs> we see who's most mighty in, in that uh, relationship. But. Right. You know, the, the word the word patriot, I think it's thrown around way too much. And I agree. Well, I, I don't think people know know what that means. And I like, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider myself a patriot personally. Um, I why? Don't why wouldn't you consider would, yourself a patriot? Yeah, why? I would like to know that. Actually, I would like to know that. I, answer don't, too. I don't know. I, I, I haven't sat and thought long enough to find my line. Because everybody has that line in the sand where they're going to put their hands up and say, I, I'm, I'm done fighting for this. Mm-hmm. I don't know so if I'm willing to go. I, I don't know if I'm willing to, to go all the way fighting for a cause. I, I, yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah, I don't and think. And all the way yeah. being like thrown in prison, killed, something like that. I, yeah. I'm not sure where my line is. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think yeah. Patriot is a moniker. A lot of people- I'm sorry. Let me just say this. I don't think Patriot is a moniker that you put on yourself. I think people I put that on your gravestone. Like they say, right. you know, this guy fought for, for freedom or right. for other people, for America. Right. Yeah. They put that yeah, on you. Exactly. You can't get out there and say that shit about yourself. No, I guess and that's, that's right. No, I guess it's true. So let's, should we talk about my beef with the three percenters? I don't, sure, uh, go first, for it. I first don't, of all, let's define, them, yeah, let's define who the three percenters are first. Let's do that. So do you, okay, so do you want actually what, what three, the three percenters were? Or do you want me to tell you what what both. it's become? Yeah, both. I would say both. Okay, so the the short of it is that the three percenters were the three percent of the American colonists that rose up against um, the king to fight for the country, and so what it became known as at that point was three percent of the population were the people that were willing to stand up and fight for the independence or to be able to maintain this country. So three percenter okay, cool. is definitely the patriots, right? That's where, that's, that's where it came from originally. You're saying going back to the, the founding yeah, fathers. Okay. Or, you know, here's your mm-hmm. that's actually what it is. Mm-hmm. What it has become are a bunch of bitches sitting behind their fucking computers playing call of duty because they <laughs> saw the, the, the symbol with mm-hmm. the little stars around it. And now it's become, you know, a bunch of bullshit and I'm a three percenter and I'm like, bitch, get behind me. Because when the shit goes down, I'm going to be the one, I'm going to need you to fucking reload my shit. Okay. So just because you're not, you're, you're not, you're going to shit yourself and you're going to cause me problems because you, you really don't understand what that means. Most of them don't even know the history behind it. Now I'm finding now I'm going to share it out of however many people are watching this. I'm going to piss somebody off with this. And if you're getting really sensitive, it might be you. Just saying. <laughs> so, Take a look at the man in the mirror. Like, yeah, exactly. So the thing is, is that um, there, there's a whole culture of it now that's become the cool thing. And, you know, my husband and I have, have been very um, so, and originally. So when it became an actual movement um, many years, many decades ago, um, it was actually a clandestine movement. And that symbol that you see with the stars, with the three in it, um, that was actually it's it's um, that's how people identified each other. So it was a total secret society of people that were very serious about rising up when they needed to. And those that's when you got into like the hardcore preppers, the people that live off grid, those really hardcore kind of people that are legit, that were legit patriots. From the uh, the people that I know that are part of that or so-called part of that group, I don't know that any of them would fit that 
category. <laughs> and they don't. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. Most of them don't now. Um, they I did, What they think is that, yeah, we'll be the ones to rise against the government when it comes down to it. I'm like, with what? Your 50 rounds of ammo? Yeah. Or your nine millimeter pistol? Yeah. Or your Call of Duty game? You know, <laughs> yeah. So they, they don't really understand what that means. And it's kind of like the feminism thing, right? Like people don't understand. Like there were women that fucking died in the streets publicly to give you a right that was equal to men. That's what feminism is. So it's just like three percenters. Are you, are you that guy? Are you, you know, um, Sam Adams, right? Yeah. I mean, are you the guy that's going to sit out there and fight like that? Mm-hmm. Um, probably not. Yeah. You there's lots I mean? of this the, for, for a lot of things. Like we, you know, we recognize some people. For, a bunch of people off. No, Actually, well, listen, we recognize some people for being patriots in America. And then there's people right. that don't get recognized for that. There's a lots of, uh, lots of people that fought for rights that, you know, or for those rights to be put into law right. or whatever it is that, that um, lots of us don't appreciate. I remember, um, you know, I, when I lived in West Palm beach, I've told people before I had an acting coach, my acting coach was gay. And he's a pretty badass dude. I could just tell you that right now. Um, and I remember him telling me that, like, in the 60s, he got beaten up, you know, sprayed with the yeah. with the fire hose, attacked by dogs yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, he like, he was marching with Martin Luther King and all that. And he's like, you know, it's weird that I went through all of that to, to fight for, like, black people to, to, you know, get certain rights in America. And then people hate me because I'm gay. You know, and this, but right. this is what happens. This is what happens. If you yeah. if you believe in something, if you really believe in it, you go yeah. out there, you fight for it for everyone. And at the same right. time, people don't always recognize you and give you your credit for whatever it is you think you did. So and you sometimes know. you're never going to get that. But and, and so that goes back to like as so as a patriot, like a true patriot is somebody who is willing to do that for their country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a patriot, you could be a patriot of another country. You know, it's not it's not it's not mutually exclusive to America. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there are patriots in other countries that are fighting shit, man. I mean, look at what's I mean, the 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 Kurdish women and the Iranian women, man, the Iranian women got giant balls over there. They're fighting like a motherfucker. We got all these bitches over here in this country. Well, we should just, you know, be sensitive to this bullshit. And these women are over here fucking dying in the streets and fighting with guns and shit. Yeah. I was going to say, go look at the Kurds if you want. If you want to yeah, see you know, the Kurds, if you want no it, joke. you have to be willing to fight and die for it, right? That's what ha- like the experiment that happened in America wasn't England saying, oh, you know what? We're going to give you your, you know, we're just going to give this to you. You know, it wasn't yeah, that. Yeah. Like people actually had to get up and fight for it. And I think in other countries, it's the same thing. If you really want to make your country a better yeah. place, you can't just, I mean, and I'm, I'm an immigrant myself, but you, if you really want to do that, you can't leave that country. You got you to gotta be willing to live there, die, have your children die, have everyone die right. fighting to, to change what it is that you think that really needs to be changed and needs to be better. No. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Part, part of me... I feel like we're a generation, my generation specifically, and maybe even before me, are a group that have gotten so lost in movies. This is going to be kind of ethereal. I'm sorry for that. But this idea of like heroes coming from movies are these people that always come out ahead, always, and Patriot would fall into that, always come out ahead or always the big star. People know who they are. To be perfectly honest, most of the... Yeah, most of the people that 
uh, you would I would consider heroes and or patriots for this country. The only person that knows them any longer is the guy that tends their gravestone from whenever they're, you know, in a plot from 1850 or wherever, whatever they fought for. Like you're to be it's kind of sad, but the people that do the real work are the ones that are pretty quickly forgotten. Yeah. 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 I just had an interesting uh, text came in. My friend uh, Chad, uh, the one I was talking about we were talking about the, the shooting earlier that was like, you know, it's not about the, the partisanship. So just, um, fun fact. Um, his cousin was the first was Rachel Scott. So his cousin was the first student in Columbine that was killed. Mm. Oh God. So this is a very, very big, and he's a very pro gun supporting, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, you, he's a, he's a, he's an FFL dealer, you know, even and a pistol instructor and he's helped me write all this curriculum and stuff. Have they have they come out saying if this was done because of Columbine as like an homage to Columbine? It's about a or week or two no, after. He just sent me he just sent me a message that says this was the first this was the first shooting that has happened since Columbine that had two shooters. So that's an interesting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, most of them are solo. Yeah, um, yeah. Warsaw Patriot. So that was an interesting. Yeah. So along this line, sorry, along this line, Warsaw Patriot wanted to ask us this question. Do you agree that schools need to be fortified like airports, armed guards, security, surveillance, metal detectors, locked doors and bulletproof windows? Um, I would say if if, listen, everything, all of the above, that's what I believe in. (laughs) Here's something better to think about with the school shooting. Have you ever seen one in an urban school? Um, yes, but they don't, it doesn't get a credit as a shooting per se, if it's like, let's say black on black or Latino on Latino or black on Latino or Asian on Latino or whatever. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't get this credit. I'm talking about these mass it's shootings, not, not necessarily games. It's not common. Committed. It's, yeah, yeah no, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's that common. It's highly uncommon. No. And there's a couple no. of reasons for that. So I'm mm, 44 years old. I'm an old lady. And, um, when I was in school in Southern California, um, we had 3,000 kids in our school. We were grossly overtaxed. Um, I grew up in a very rural area, but where I grew up, we had, when the gang members were hiding from the police from, from their crimes, they would come out to where we, where I lived in, in this rural area, and the kids would be enrolled in school and stuff for the ones that were in school. And um, we had two full-time armed police officers at all times on campus. Mm-hmm. And that nobody was free. There was no drama. It's just, it's what it was. And, um, we never had, we had some violent, I mean, we had some gang shit happen. I mean, I almost got, I almost died really, honestly. I mean, in retrospect, and just, if I'm going to be really honest about it, I almost took a chain to the head, um, in a fight one time because I, because I was just collateral damage in the area. But, um, did the chain connect with the head? Is that what we can blame for it did all not, of this? It did not. So oh, I went okay. down, <laughs> I went down. So what happened is, is, um, I don't know how much you know about like black gangs versus Mexican gangs or whatever, but mm-hmm. black gangs tend to be very more calculated and very targeted. So, right. They, like, if they got a beef with somebody and they roll by and they see them, it's funny hearing the white girl talk about this, especially the 44 year old white girl. But, you know, I, for some of my friends that are out there that, that know this, um, they, They've, they've talked to me in depth about this and I, I I'm familiar with, uh, um, with this, with this culture. Cause I grew up in it. They tend to be very, um, uh, calculated in their attacks. Okay. Mexican gangs don't fucking care. They'll spray everybody in the area when they go by. So I was waiting after school one day, uh, for my mom to come and pick me up and a fight broke out and these Mexican kids started running down the, running down the road and they wear chain, they would wear chains as belts. And oftentimes they had like, 
razors affixed to him or whatever, but um, in some in some way. Uh, but he whipped that chain off and it came up like this as he was running by me. He was totally focused on where he was going. But when he came up by me and he started swinging over his head and I literally went down like this. And had I not gone down, he'd have, it, 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 he would have got, and it was not, I mean, it was big mm. chain. And that's, okay. so that's, yeah. So, but I, had I not ducked like this, I mean, it went right over my head. Okay. So it's, and that's a scary fucking thing when you're a 15 year old girl. Yeah. Scary thing. Yeah. So who knows uh, what, what that abs- brain damage could have done. It could have made you go way up I, here. Or me. Or, yeah. You know, or kill me. You know, if it hit me yeah. wrong or it hit me just right or could have cut open my face. I mean, who knows what, what could have happened. I'm just lucky it didn't. Right. But um, we, that was after school. Um, and, and it was actually in front of the school that that happened. But um, the, uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in arming it. And I also, you know, my husband, and I talked about that when he retires, I said, why don't, why aren't you doing this? I mean, this is literally your lane. Why aren't you going in and teaching these schools how to do this, particularly like high college campuses and stuff, you know, the bigger campuses, this is literally what he does. And he says, I'd outsource myself in six months because I'd hire veterans. Yeah. Well, and I now think- it's funny. He said that two years ago, he said that. And it's funny to see this as a trend now and nothing was talked about at that time. And he said, and the reason I make no money on it is the veterans would volunteer to do it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 And I was like, all right, well, let's look at another retirement plan. <laughs> yeah. SoCal Gunner gave us a couple of bucks. He says SoCal representing. So shout out to him. Um, I think this is this is going to become an industry. Um, it's look, it's it's unfortunate, but ultimately people have to you have to learn to defend yourself. You know, in all kinds of situations. I know no one wants to go to school in a prison. Your own personal responsibility. Yeah. Um, Period. Yeah. No one wants to go to school in a prison and have to go through all that kind of stuff. But, you know, can I can I bring something up real quick? Sure. Uh, Senator Larry just uh, put a comment in. CNN said today that there's been 35 school shootings since the beginning of the school year. Where the hell do they get their numbers? So there's actually some interesting stuff that they do with their numbers. If you go to look, a lot of them are pulling their numbers from this one particular list and they consider in in that school shooting number. They consider anything like within a block of a school, a school shooting. So like last year, there was a they this every town does that. Yeah, this massively inflated number of school shootings. There was uh, one of them was like some guy got robbed at gunpoint next to the campus and a shot was fired and never found the victim or the perpetrator. Or I guess they never found the perp, but they found the victim. They counted that as a school shooting. So they do a lot of this to inflate numbers. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you if you go in and look at what their sources are, if they cite a source, it's going to be every town is usually one of their big ones that they use for that. Um, I know that earlier this year there was one because they tried to back in February. They're like, there's been 14 shootings since February. You know who actually like annihilated that was if you look up Ben, you know, Ben Shapiro, he (laughs) he broke them down individually. At that point, all 14 of them, he's like. Let me tell you what really happened. One of them was a, a police officer shot a suspect who was fleeing the scene that was armed in front of the school on the street. Yeah, and they, they count that as a school shooting. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, Kiaski says some of those. Uh, fear and bullshit. So this is from Kiaski. Well, to be fair, some of those school shootings were SRO um, ADs, so accident, accidental discharges. So, there there are there things like that. One. There was a teacher. There was a cop that was in the. Uh, teaching something, and, and he was actually in a classroom, and he shot himself. They, they called count that, that school they yeah. count that as a school shooting. It's it's stupid. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's the dishonesty that comes from certain media outlets, some media outlets. It's just astounding that well, you, if you look at the data, most people were going to look at that and go, "Oh my god, thirty-five school shootings." But then you look at your data, and you're like, "Are you serious? Like, this is not school people shootings." People are going to look on the sidewalk. 
Yeah. Right, but people aren't going to take the time to look. When we've become a yeah. culture that, and make no mistake about it, the government has absolutely used this to their advantage. And if you think otherwise, we need to have mm-hmm. a fucking talk. And both sides, left, right, up, down, doesn't fucking matter. We have become a culture that is so obsessed with immediate gratification that that is including our news. So we don't even read the articles anymore that we just assume that we know what what the news is based on a clickbait article that is more often than not horribly misleading and, and not factual. So what's the point? I mean, that's literally where we've become as a, as a culture is that we go on Facebook, we read the, the headline. I actually got banned or banned. My, my post got blocked on Facebook once. I, I got in a pissing match with a lady over fact checking. And, and because she was talking about, oh, the BBC is one of the best sources. I said, I would have agreed with that five years ago, but I have a case right here where I can show you that that didn't happen. My husband actually knew about it because it was terrorist related. So I, I had some inside information about it, but, um, he, uh, uh, the, she says, well, how do you do your fact checking? And I, this is, this is what I explained to her. I said, I will go to Fox cause that's usually the only right side, right? Network, major network for the most part. So I, I choose a, I choose a, a right leaning source and I choose a left leaning source. I, and I read or listen to the story and then I go in and I find two what's considered alternative sources. And then I read those. And, and so it has to really interest me or affect me for me to do this because of all the time it takes to do this. Every single one of those pieces are going to have some legitimacy to them. But it's up to us as individuals now to put the story together to actually get the facts. And we don't do that. We don't take the time to do it. And so I, I, that's, that's what I explained to her. And it got blocked and it says, this is abusive or disallowed. I screenshotted it to say yeah. that. So literally me just explaining my fact checking process was considered abusive on Facebook. Yeah. That's not an accident. Yeah. Well, that's one of the problems that, that we're going up against here. I think ultimately, um, you know, like I said, perspective, it's a crazy thing, right? Because you can, everyone can look at a story and come up with their own um, rationalization of what, of what that means. We do it. Everyone does it. It's called being mm-hmm. a human being. You know, and I think ultimately, um, that's, that's what we have. Look, that's what we have going on here. You know, so I think that we think that we're going to solve this as we go forward and we're never, we're not going to solve this. All we can do is prepare ourselves to react to it. There's just way too many things happening in schools the way that they are. And, you know, there's things I think we can do to maybe revamp the school system and all that, but nobody wants to actually solve problems. So no one, no one's going to look at that, you know, no one's going to look at that and try to deal with yeah. any of these things. So, um, do you know, because keeping mm-hmm. us divided is what is That's what, keeps us, that's what keeps uh, the, um, them under control yes. or mm-hmm. keeps us under control. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing that, that that's the fundamental bottom line. So, I mean, take guns out of it, right? Take free speech out of it, take all of that out of it. And if you take out the reasons that we're arguing around it and just look at the, the, the division and just the fundamental level of division that's being caused on any level. And at the minute that that light goes off, that that's what's going on, then you'll start to realize that that's, that's the bigger problem here is when we're divided, we're easier to control. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, I think that's a good point. Let's switch. Let's switch here because uh, we've actually, we've got like half an hour left, believe it or not. So um, can we talk about some crazy Florida news? Can we do that? Can we- are you okay with that? Meanwhile, in Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's so talk about I, some Florida man Florida. news. Huh? I want to move to Florida, actually. I, I'd like to, my, like, my dream would be to split my time between Arizona and Florida. I see you. I foresee you in a crazy Florida story when you move here. 
<laughs> we are where everybody's everyone in Florida is going to be in it. Flamingos alone, hey. <laughs> Leave my fucking flamingos alone, and we're going to get on okay. Where flamingos. flamingos? Okay, what part of Florida are you planning on moving to? I paint flamingos in my yard, my plastic ones. Yeah, just plastic ones. Yeah, the plastic ones. Okay, I guess people have that all over Florida, right? It's not just in Miami. Oh, Cocoa Beach. I want to live in Cocoa Beach. Okay, all right. So yeah, because that's the best place. That is uh. Cocoa Beach is very stay off my lawn. Oh, I love it. They're literally in the middle of the state. I mean, on the coast, but literally middle of the state. And it's like the top is red, the bottom is blue, and everything right in there is like just mind your own fucking business. And it's totally my people. I love it. My girlfriend lives there, and I, I'm, yep, I'm gonna buy a gun okay. range and a Cocoa Beach. Be scared. Cocoa Beach. Nah, you might want to make a law right now. No, no carries allowed. They're going to love me down there. <laughs> All right. So let's talk I'm about this one. I'm going to throw this up. I'm going to throw this up here. So this is a Florida man arrested for refusing to take an obscene sticker off his truck. I don't know if you heard about this, Carrie. So um, this is Lake City, Florida, a Florida man who was jailed after refusing to remove an obscene sticker from his vehicle's window said Tuesday that he is fighting the charges and will defend his constitutional right to free speech. Uh, Dylan Shane Webb, 23, yes, I'm saying his name because I think, you know, he she should get some credit, was arrested Sunday and charged with misdemeanor counts of violating Florida's obscenity law and resisting an officer without violence, a Columbia County Sheriff's Office uh, report said. Um, Webb said in a telephone interview that he plans to file a wrongful arrest uh, lawsuit against the sheriff's office. Um, do you do you want to know why? I, yeah, I'm dying yeah. to hear this. Okay, so a deputy stopped Webb in Lake City because of a vehicle sticker crudely describing a sexual appetite. The sheriff's I love report that. said they call it a sexual <laughs> appetite. <laughs> uh, when told about the reason for the stop, Webb reportedly said they're just words. Um, you know what the words, what were the words here? Let me see. I'm going to scroll. Tell me the sticker, what they are. Uh, the sticker said, I eat ass. Yes. There you go. I eat ass. <laughs> that is, that, that is this man's crime. Is that a crime, Carrie? Is it a crime? Is no, it a crime? it's not a crime. Or is it his, consti- not at all. It, it's his it, constitutional it, right to eat ass. It is his constitutional yeah. right to eat ass. And the story, yeah. I mean, the, look, next story. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to that. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so, I, I think he's got a good case. Yeah, I think so too. He prefers to eat donkeys. We don't know. Look, no kidding. I'm not. I'm not. Like e- I'm not even joking here. This dude he has, has the right to have that sticker. He has the freaking yeah, right. Yeah, totally. I think he's got the right to put that sticker. See, I would. I would have looked at them and say, I would have looked at the comments. And said, so bold. Do you assume that I that I was talking about butthole? <laughs> you know, I, I like gross. Yeah, yeah. It tastes like maybe he likes I mean, to like, have, it, like you're you, saying, donkey steaks. Donkey steaks, right? Yeah, maybe. Donkey steaks. You never know. Yeah, you don't know. Don't you make an assumption? How dare you assume my food preference? <laughs> I'm offended. I'm gonna fucking sue <laughs> you, police department, for you assuming. They should what you get think sued. They should enough. get sued for this one. Absolutely. I can't. I can't believe we still have uh, whatever the laws. Yeah. It's cursing. Why is that law on the books? And why this cop has nothing better to do than to pull this dude over. This is okay on a car. This is okay on a car. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's crazy. Uh, Yeah, that is crazy. And I don't think it's right. And I think, um, you know, this is one of the cases where I agree with the Florida man. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, most of the time it's like Florida man tries to rape an alligator, and you're like, "Whoa, bro, don't do that." <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah. In this, no, I'm on board. Speaking, to say that, whoa, bro. Well, so yesterday, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Patrick, 
Oh, wow. Funny. Patrick, you got, she, I, she's laughing. I got touch. She's laughing from the gut. From the gut. That's, That's a right. good one. Here's the thing. <laughs> My girlfriend who lives in Cocoa Beach, she's apparently watching this. She just sent me a text message that says, I eat ass. <laughs> oh. Awesome woman. Uh, is she single? <laughs> so here's the thing. So Patrick was talking about alligators. There was a woman yesterday in Florida that was arrested. They, their car got pulled over and they had all these like turtles and snakes and stuff like that there. And, and the police officer said, do you have anything else? And she pulled out an alligator from her from her crotch in her pants. She was hiding. She, no, she, yeah, I swear. I, you, you don't believe me? This is real. Happen. This is real. We talked about it yesterday. Yeah. She pulled I out. I want to see pictures. She of pulled out. I, I'm sorry. I want to I oh, see pictures. Now I got to go look it up. Okay, let me see. Hold on. Let's see. I'm that gives a whole new meaning to that. What? Did your gynecologist pull the wrong tooth? Yeah. I'm <laughs> going to pull I'm going to pull this up because it was uh, it was news yesterday. We were talking about <laughs> it. Let me see if I could find it here. Just talk amongst yourselves. For a minute, I'm sure, Carrie. Oh, really? You're not gonna have. No, no, hold on, sure, no, Carrie, no. <laughs> we got you laughing. Maybe we need to slow you down. Maybe we need to slow you down. Did you, did you guys uh, talk today about the? Uh, what was it? Some some guy yelling at some woman in front of a, a Planned Parenthood. Have you talked about that yet? No. Uh. Uh-uh. I saw it in the news this morning. It was some congressman yelling at a woman who was protesting at a at a Planned Parenthood. So she obviously was was pro life and was protesting, and this congress congressman mm-hmm. came up and started videoing her and was like berating her, and I guess he came out and had to apologize. It's just it's just crazy. Yeah, it's just our country, our world is fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what's going on with that one at all. Uh, let me see. So okay, hold on. I found this article. I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up here. Just hold on one second. Let me throw it up on the screen because people don't believe. Florida woman pulled live gator from yoga pants during traffic stop. Punta Gorda, what started as a routine yoga traffic pants, stop. Man. Now you know why we're the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what started as a routine traffic, she was trying to make it look like the camel toe. Look like there's a new thing called gator toe now. She's trying to make it. Anyway, uh, what started as a routine. Yes, let's start that hashtag. That's your new one, Hank. Gator toe. Gator toe. What started as a routine traffic stop ended up being one of those only in Florida stories. It began when Charlotte County deputies pulled over uh, Michael Clemens, 22, and Ariel Machan LaCroix, 25, for running a stop sign. So um, it says uh, the couple told deputies they've been collecting frogs and snakes from, un- from under an overpass. And uh, and then they asked if they could search their bags. They gave permission. They found uh, 41 three-striped turtles in one bag, according to sheriff's office. And when they asked her if there was um, anything else, she reportedly pulled a foot-long live alligator from her yoga pants. <laughs> a foot-long gator. Could be a five-dollar yeah. foot-long. Oh God, yeah. yeah. You thought I was making it up, right? <laughs> yeah. We Florida runs this shit, man. If the wor- if a big massive uh, like asteroid comes and hits the planet and doesn't hit Florida, Florida. directly, this is this is going to be the gene pool. <laughs> Florida will reseed the Earth. <laughs> Florida is Florida is where they got all of the the the, the people for that movie Idiocracy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was California. Now yeah, that was California. Great. Yeah, that was California. That was people that go to Costco's. So, um, Skip's Tactical wants to know how did she even do that? I don't know how you can even have a gator. Uh, we, yeah. 
in your yoga pants? The cop yeah. should have seen that in the yoga pants. Come on now. That's impressive. Yeah, unless it was like really deep in the yoga pants inside of the vajay jay. I don't know how. Yeah. Well, See, this is that's a thing. A dude, a dude. Huh? I'm a visual learner. And so I'm all about the logistics of this. Like, uh-huh. I, I need more information. Was the gator's mouth taped? I don't I would, know. I would really hope so. And its claws, like yeah. See, a up. dude would never do this. Yeah, a dude is not putting an alligator like, next next to his to his right? uh, to oh. his sausage. That's not happening. Yep, not happening. I've got know. questions. I have lots of questions yeah. here. It's, it's well, too much of a target. Of not going down yeah. my hands. Mr. F and H wants to know if any of us have guns. Are we pulling out? You guys want to pull out some guns? We want to do some gun stuff. Um, here, look, I got a gun right here. I have here. To get them. Yes, go ahead. I will show a gun right here. Boom. Who knows right. what this is? Who knows what, what do you this want, is? What do you want to see? Uh, whatever you want to show us. Who knows what this is that I'm holding up right here? It's kind of <laughs> old school. Can you? Old do you, gold. Do you know uh, what that is? Sub 2000. Yes, an old gold sub 2000. Yes, indeed. Boom. There it goes. And there's a reason why I have the sub 2000. So for the sub 2000 fans out there, you know that the... Um, there's a there's a Gen 2 Sub 2000, right? And I have one. Now, there's a company that someone told me about called M Carbo that's here in Florida. And they actually make an optic mount for mm. the Sub 2000. So I'm going to show that mm-hmm. to you guys right now. The M Carbo optic mount, I put it on here. So it's flip on like that. Boom, there you go. And it flips on. So this is it right here. I'll try to get give you guys a close-up of the M Carbo. I'm going to do a video on this this weekend. I think... I don't know if I invited you over yet, babyface, but, you know, you're invited. So there you go. <laughs> so when you flip it, when you uh, close it like that, right, this folds out of the way. You press this button, flips out, and then you can fold it and then, I guess, throw it in your bag like that. So I'll put up some, uh, I'll put up some stuff on that sometime. You know? So there you go. That's guns for me. I didn't get into me. my rifles because they're too big. And um, my AR pistol, I just realized, is because um, I have the, the Springfield. I've got the Saint. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still in the car from when I went to the range today. So um, this is my first gun purchase because I figured if I was going to go big or going to do it, I was going to go big. Okay. Boom. There you go. I like the color. I've always nice. thought those are cool looking. Yeah. So this is the this is the Kember Sapphire mm-hmm. 1911. Did you, uh, so, what caliber is that? 45? Nine. Nine. Okay. Nine. That's a nine. This the Springfield XD. Springfield, okay. 45. 45, okay. That's one like 45. That one. Yeah. So here's my here's my little EDC. I love her, and I've had people actually giggle at me when I uh, when they've seen it. Um, I wish Chad was watching right now because we took this out, and um, yeah. some friends of ours joined us, and they're like, oh, look how cute it is. And then they, they yeah. shot it, and they're like, oh, my God, this gun is amazing. Yeah, Michael Aben says, is. I hope you don't pull out an alligator. Okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> I like those. I've never, yeah. I've never gotten a chance to shoot one of those, but I like. I was those. gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say. It. Yeah. So this is the, so this is the P238 Micro. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. a 380 bullet, um, and I can tell you that three or four months ago, well, six months ago, I would not have been able to tell you that. Um, so, but yeah, this is. Um, I get a lot of giggles because I'm, I'm not a. I'm, I may have a big mouth, but if you've actually seen me physically, I'm not a. I'm actually 
the only thing big on me really is my tits. So I'm, I'm actually pretty in my mouth. So I'm actually kind of tiny. I'm, I'm just shy of five, four. At and, least the um, important bits are the right sizes. That's all the counts. The important bits are the right size. No, it's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. Although it does make baby face. I know that's what you were thinking, Patrick, but you just didn't <laughs> want to say it. You just it's didn't want to say it. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Uh-huh. Because it is, it is important that the crotch is not big enough for an alligator. Let's just talk because that was a whole other conversation that I do not want to get counter terrorism. I'm just saying. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Military counter terrorism. (laughs) With all all due (laughs) respect. With all due respect. You got to practice that. With all due respect. My husband husband learned a long time ago. This is what my husband does when I start going. He just goes, (laughs) just just let her go. (laughs) (laughs) With all due respect. Because, you know. Just let her, you know just what will happen go, to yeah. me, Patrick? So I will be I will be at a show or something, and I will run into her husband and be like, "Oh, yeah." Be like, "Oh, you're that guy." <laughs> you know, it'll actually be unusual. I mean, at some point, I'll probably bring him to a show. I'll tell you something funny about that, but he probably won't go to many of them. Um, I'm trying to keep him pretty sequestered from this. For for and here's why: first of all, shows would overwhelm him. He doesn't do well in in big areas like that, especially when he can't control or did not initially control the situation. And he's just a really private guy. But a um, very private guy. That's why there's not a lot of pictures. So, yes, people that are watching, I am married. Um, uh, by the way, <laughs> no, kudos, kudos to you. Let me just say this, Carrie. Kudos for yeah. you to you for saying that, because I noticed mm-hmm. there's oh, lots of people you. who come on of the female persuasion and no, they never want. Yeah, they never want to fess up <laughs> to having a significant other. Let's throw it up there. Mm-hmm. Respect to respect to the to the Adam. Oh, hell respect yeah. Adam. So know, I am. So. I am married. Um, my husband there are there are some pictures of him on there. I pulled a lot of them off. He does not like his photo on the internet. He's very private. Um, the fact that I've become so... So here's the thing. All of this happened, me getting thrown into this six months ago, he was deployed. So he had been deployed about three weeks when this all, all went down. So I went without talking to him for about six weeks because sometimes, you know, that'll happen. He's on surface. He's on a... He's actually part of a strike group. So he's... He's with these with the strike group. So if you understand Navy stuff, so he's he's deployed with carrier strike group three and he's part of the strike, the carrier strike group. So he's not attached to the ship, but he's part of the ones that anyway, that's about as much of it. I know because I'm a horrible um, officer's wife. Anyway, um, so it's about six weeks before I hear from him and he sends me a message like, oh, so what's been going on? I'm like, well. <laughs> your wife just became a second amendment av- a- activist he's like oh that's great and i and at that point i hadn't been asked to speak at the capitol yet and then i got to you know to be asked about that and and so he was like oh that's great and he just didn't get it you know what i mean because he didn't know and i don't blame him and then i went to shot show and my 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 gun community mama cheryl todd who i adore um she actually was my first she interviewed me she's my first interview and and um and then I've done like I think uh, Trey you know, over at Ghost Tactical, and you know uh, he was he was my second or third one I think. But um, and so I've been doing them quite a bit now. And, and of course, the more people hear about me, the more they want because I, I definitely have a different voice that I, I bring to this. You had to get trained uh, up before you came on Hank Strange. I know. You had to. You <laughs> now had to you you just I just flew under your radar for a while. <laughs> yeah. But um, and that's okay. But yeah, it's it's uh um. He, he had no concept of really how entrenched I was. And so I was going to DC uh, to sit on a round table with Maj and do some stuff and, and went to an event there. And, and uh, he's like, okay. And then, so I, here's, it's kind of cute. I was speaking in um, Olympia last, so a week and a half ago, we had about 1500 people there. And 
I live streamed it on Instagram and he comes on. Well, he was him. I didn't realize it was him. But all of a sudden this person's like, oh, I'm watching from France. I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, and I'm like, oh, should we get yellow vest? And so he's giving me all these little clues, like words and that stuff. And I wasn't getting it. Then he used his pet name for me. And I was like, oh, shit. So he had actually come into port and was literally at the right time able to watch me give my speech. So it was the first time that he'd actually seen me in action. And he sent me an email later and he said, I had I had no idea. I'm like. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm there. So it's kind of a fun little, fun little thing about him. But yeah. So for those of you, if you go down far enough, there are pictures of my husband and, and me with my husband, but, um, he likes me to try to keep him off of there as much as possible. So. Okay. You're talking about Insta right now. I'm, I'm assuming, right? On Instagram. Yeah. yeah okay. Facebook. There's a lot more on my personal Facebook. Yeah. You're probably most active on Instagram. I'm assuming. Instagram is where, uh, Colin Noir shared my post. Um, when I spoke out again, so I shared it on a couple of different platforms, but, um, he, it got shared on Instagram. So Instagram became my, became my biggest platform. So stilettos and shotguns is my, my personal, and that was actually my personal page for a long time. And it was, mm. it had stayed still shotguns, but it's, uh, it's become, she's actually becoming, it sounds funny to say that, but her own brand now. Um, and then we, the female underscore official is actually my organization. And it, I've had a really fine line to run between keeping those voices separate. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah. By the so way, shout out to Rod Mills, Scorched Arms Firearms, Scorched Earth, excuse hey, me, Firearms. <laughs> I don't know if you know Rod Mills. Do you know Rod Mills? No. Oh, okay. But shout him out. Hey, Rod. Yeah. You Do you have a, is that an alligator in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Uh, <laughs> he's probably got a rhinoceros in his pocket. Who knows? <laughs> All right. So, so let's see. My, um, uh-huh. my, my business partner, my friend Chad, has just come on. So he was the one that was... Um, he just sent me messaging. He's he's on. So uh, he's the one that I was chatting with with that um, over that partisanship and the the Columbine thing. Mm-hmm. So um, Price Gunner is probably what he's on there as. So if he's got um, he's probably has some really good insight into um, into some of that. So if he has any comments, I would probably check that out. Okay. With him. Is yeah. he here in the chat? He is now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. What's his name? Oh, Prize, Prize Gunner. Gunner. OK. Prize Gunner. Uh, let me see. I think I see a comment from someone. Let's see. He says, ask her how she loads her mags with those nails. Yes. Good question. How do you do that? Prize gunner. Yeah. No, I'm asking you. Those mags for me. Oh, those mags for you? Those nails are not tactical. Can we see, can we see the nails? Let's see. There's it. a picture. There's actually a picture when he was up here last week, uh, where we're at the, we're at the range and, mm-hmm. and I can load it. He can tell you, he watched me do it. I can do it. They, it gets harder to load them just as they get, you know, more fuller, but okay. that's, um, but that's the way it is. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. just a lot of them are like that. So, but my nails really aren't, I mean, some of them get in the way. The ones I hate are the ones where the, the little, the spring loader is angled. I don't like those. What about racking the slide? How does the, how do the nails, uh, I'm just that's asking cause I, I give, I give, I give Lola, yeah, I give Lola a hard time about this myself. So. Like, cut Hold the damn nails, woman. Nails. <laughs> let's see. Let's it. see this. Okay. Do it again. Do it again. All right. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, you just, it's, yeah, this it's one practice. Is actually, practice. This, this, yeah, it's practice. This one is actually really hard. Just this gun itself is really hard. Mm-hmm. It's got a really hard slide back on it. But yeah, with my nails, I got it. What's interesting is I had to change. And so We the Female has a, a, a YouTube. Reluctantly, I did that. Um, actually, Prize Gunner actually talked me into doing it. But we actually, one of the ideas that we had um, that we've gotten really positive feedback on is because I'm not a gun girl. I'm not a gun bunny. I'm not a tactical gun girl. I still can't, 
can't walk into a, a store and be able to look at the wall and tell you what a you know manufacturer is and what the, the caliber is. I'm learning and I'm, I'm, you know, quickly. So we decided it would be a really good idea to start um, uh, doing some kind of gun reviews from basically like I'm a mom with a gun and that's 90% of the gun market, right? It's not mm-hmm. the, it's not the women in the culture. So we, we felt like there was, there was something missing there with that. Um, that, that needed to be filled. So if you go on there, you'll see, and we have some more videos that are going up. We haven't had a chance to, um, and by we, I mean the mouse in my pocket, fry skinner, um, hasn't had a chance to <laughs> why, is that, why does he have to be a mouse? Why does he have to be a mouse? That's very sexist. Well, just because when I say we, For right, saying. it's like, it's usually not, no, yeah. he's not at all. What I'm saying is usually it's like when somebody says we, who's the you and the, you and the mouse in your pocket? In other words, yeah. I'm not doing the editing. Right, but right, right. Um, they're they're literally me talking about it as a woman would be walking into a gun store to buy a gun because she doesn't know. I didn't know what a dovetail was until recently. So you, there's you know there's there's uh, reviews of me doing that where I'm talking about the groove or like I don't call the I still don't even remember what like this is the stippling or you know whatever this stuff is called and the mm-hmm. polymer. How important is all of that anyway? I'm not saying that it's not important, it but is it the most important Are you thing a in gun the world? Person? If, if you're a gun person, it's really important, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because you want to learn your guns and it's, it's a culture and it's a hobby and it's okay. a passion. If you are purchasing that firearm for just this is I'm not a gun person. I want to purchase a firearm for safety and security. It's not important at all. Why do you need to know what a fucking dovetail is? Double yep. stack, single, single yeah. stack. You don't need to know that language. Um, and most moms don't want to know. If mm-hmm. they're going in to buy a gun, they're going in because they want to find something that they're going to help be able to to use to defend their family. And what's more important is that they find something that is the right fit for you and the right, or excuse me, the right fit for them. And that helps to, to make them comfortable using it. So for me, it's like with that little 380, I don't even train with that as much as I should. And that's, it's a, I own that, but that thing is a part of my hand. It, it fits, it just fits me and it fits everything about the way I operate my life and the way I'm able to pull it and, you know, and, and or draw it. See, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Right. So it, that's, what's more important for, I think people, women in particular to understand that don't be afraid. Um, I'm actually working on something with a uh, prize gunner. Um, hopefully be able, if we pull this off, we're going to change the way women are able to buy guns. Okay. So, and we should be able to, cause it's going to be huge. This is, a, there hasn't been anybody that we've talked to about this in any capacity that has not just, been blown away by what we've done we've literally we're figuring out how to solve a problem that people didn't even know existed okay so um and it's it's been a long process and uh, unfortunately he's not going to be able to to follow through with me on it um because of his own he's got some personal commitments and stuff but um he helped me write the whole foundation of this and it's this is going to be a really big thing but um and and that kind of plays in exactly what you asked hank and i'm glad you did because it is a big deal because in the gun culture a lot of a lot of women are very intimidated by going into a gun store or they're intimidated by going online and looking for things, you know, or because there's so, it gets too technical. Sometimes yeah, they're just- The proper nomenclature. You have to know the proper nomenclature right. and yeah. Right. And, right. and some of it, and you get shit on if you don't have it. I mean, I actually, in my videos, I talk about that. I'm like, for my gun people out there watching this, don't come at me. You just miss me with your bullshit because I know that I don't know what I'm doing. That's the point. So, and it's like, even when Price Gunner and I were doing See, that's how, videos, that's how I know you're down. That's how I know you're down with the black people. You know how I know that? Oh. You just said, miss me with that. <laughs> Did you get that from Mosh? <laughs> what the hell? No, I've been saying that for a while. That's kind of funny, though, because it's just, I, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, 
That's I've been in very white suburban America for a long time. But, you know, it's, it's for example, I read I remember one of my employees. Actually, I pulled up and I was listening to like NWA or something. This is years ago. And she's like, oh, Carrie, you're so ghetto. I'm like, you have no fucking idea. <laughs> like, you really? Like, what you see here is not remotely close to um, what I grew up with at all. So I'm like, yeah, I'm actually, believe me, when the shit goes down, you probably want me there. <laughs> you know, and uh, and not necessarily because I know how to use a gun. It's just I know I'm fucking scrappy. And, and you, you, when you grow up like that, when you grow up poor, and you grow up in very violent areas and you grow up in high crime areas, you, you learn quickly, which is probably where my passion for situational awareness came from. Because I could tell you, some of the people I know at best just inherently are people growing up in the hood. Yeah. Now, here's yeah, the thing, though. Miss me, miss me with that is new, though. Miss me with that is new so far as I know, but... You don't know about the you don't know about the dovetail, but you know whatever. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm <laughs> somewhere I didn't even realize I said it, but it's um, but I can tell you that was that's actually it's that's an interesting that you brought that up because that actually came up. Um, I've had people ask me a lot, and then some of my my black friends ask me, you know, where'd the white girl come from, or how come you're hanging with the black folk in that? Because I have a I have a pretty big circle of of gun owners that are black around me, and it's it's not it's part of it is because I. I get I, I get some of the urban um, issues just in general and understand that life because I grew up in, in the, the, a culture like that. But I also understand as a woman, very fundamentally, the issues with racism and gun control, because some of the issues that black people face with with gun control, women have faced as well. There are states that where women couldn't buy guns. Uh, but black men could when it became legal for black men to buy, buy guns. But women, now it may not have been illegal. They were still, they were told they were refused guns because the men just need to take care of them. Yeah, you got to bring in so, your husband. Okay. Yeah. Huh? No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying yeah, you totally exactly. have to bring so in I your husband. It. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just so go. So gun control laws are racist and they're sexist. And they under, you know, the black, the black community in the gun culture gets it. And they understand that. And I understand where they're coming from. So it's just been this really kind of natural um connection that we've made and we've been able to be voices for each other which is a good thing and that goes back to that we all need to be working together and put aside the things about the biases or whatever that people have and you may find that you learn it. it's like in my speech i said you know what ultra conservative christians let go of, of what you think somebody should be gender wise or who you think they should marry because it doesn't matter in this culture uh, you know, LGBTQ, don't be so defensive and act like a victim when that Christian is trying to reach out to you to understand, you know, how you can, how we can come together. Black community, st stop assuming that all white people are racist. White people understand that your reason for owning a gun is different than somebody in the urban community or a black man or why they have frustrations about gun ownership because it's different. You know, um, men, stop talking down to women and being misogynistic and trying to, you know, tell them not to worry their pretty little heads or buy a revolver or tell them, leave it to the men. I've had all of that said to me and women stop assuming that all men are misogynistic assholes because all of that, all of those people in this gun culture, we have one fundamental goal. And that fundamental goal is protecting our fundamental human right to self-defense. And none of that matters. So until we get to a point where all of these fragmented sections of the gun culture can come together and unify, we're going to continue to lose this battle because they are using that division and they're good at it and it's working and they're keeping us divided. So the minute that we can all put aside any of the biases or preconceived ideas about each other, whether it's race, religion, uh, sexual orientation, 
or gender or whatever, the minute that we can put away all of that and realize we have a fundamental common goal of protecting our human rights, that's when we're going to start making change. Absolutely. Thank you for coming to my talk. Yeah, no, I agree with I agree with everything you said. Okay, couple of things. Armament and Axes uh, gave us five bucks. He said he was listening in his daily driver but couldn't check the chat. Uh, uh, he sent me a text, I'll check that out. Actually, Rod Mills um, sent an interesting uh, message here. Let me see if I could pull this uh, pull this up. Why did this go to a CNN thing? Okay, here we go, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Uh, more than a thousand guns seized from a home in upscale neighborhood of LA. Um, yeah, that's a rookie number. Yeah, agents from yeah. the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, um, Served a warrant, an investigation against someone suspected of manufacturing and selling illegal firearms. <laughs> Aerial footage from the scene. <laughs> uh, hundreds of guns are seen scattered on what appears to be blankets in the driveway. The weapons range from handguns to rifles. You can see all that. And the point about it is you can make all the laws you want to. You know, Ain't going to change anything. Not going to change anything. All right. So listen, we yeah. go ahead. We, no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say we probably need to wrap this up. We're over the, uh, we're over the oh, nine o'clock hour. Oh. Yeah, so time goes fast. Time goes fast. I'm entertaining as fuck. Yes, That's why. absolutely. <laughs> no argument from me on that one. <laughs> Zero. Ar <laughs> Babyface, can you argue that? Were you were you not entertained? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were you not entertained? Are you not exactly. entertained? <laughs> so listen i think here's what we'll do we'll, we'll have carrie come back you know and you guys could could uh follow her we're gonna you want me to come back give him a dollar if you want me to come back uh-oh <laughs> yes if you don't if you want her to come back give us a dollar if you don't want her to come back give us 20. here's the deal he's here and he, but here's here's what he's gonna do for every one of those dollars that y'all give he's gonna donate it to we the female He's he's she's pimping Hank right now. This yeah, is, I'm telling you. <laughs> Skills. Well, Hank, so Your whole chose me. Wanna, Your whole chose me. And, and oh no, okay. Because <laughs> I ain't got no shame. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll do what I need to do to fund my organization, man. Well, almost anything. I won't put an alligator in my cooter, just so you guys know. See, then you then you're just not then you're just not a patriot. That's all I could say. Uh, you know, <laughs> <You're just laughs> I'm patriot-ish. <laughs> light patriot light. <laughs> But for everybody that donates a dollar or more, anything that y'all donate from the end of this, like Hank's going to give it to we the female. Oh. Back there going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I disavow any knowledge of what Carrie's talking about right now. Let's do this, though. Let's let uh, Babyface tell us. Fly. Yeah, we're going to let everyone say I'm going to save Carrie uh, for, for last here. Babyface, tell us how people can get in touch with you. I know you've got a video um, of your lathe up, your brand new lathe. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Got uh, got some work on that, and I'm continuing to work on getting the chuck finished. Well, you'll I'll have a video of that up soon. It's a work in progress at the moment. Um, otherwise, you can check me out on Instagram at baby underscore face p. Um, I'm posting. It's easier to post on Instagram, so I post a lot there. Yeah, but that's me. I yeah. love Instagram. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, very cool. So make sure you check out baby face p. He does have some good stuff out there when he's not on vacation. Hiding hmm. in the woods of, uh, where is it, North Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina, right. there you go. All right, Carrie, tell the folks out there who want to continue this conversation, you know, they have things to say to you, <laughs> or whatever, they just oh, want to follow. Stuff to say yeah. to me. How can they so do that? So actually, um, I'm going to catch up with Price Gunner here in just a little bit, because um, if he ends up with, with time in his schedule, um, he and I were actually going to stream over on Instagram Live to talk about that shooting um, because we both had some things to say because it was actually very relative to and relevant to what we the speeches that he and I both gave here in Washington State. So I need to check in with him. So watch my Instagram. 
um, because we might be going live with that here in just a few um, if he's if he's got the time. So um, if not, I might just be doing it myself. Um, but stilettos and shotguns, that's where I'm the funniest. And I have pretty, there's very little filter going on there. Um, but we, the female underscore official is, um, my organization's page. We tend to pull more and um, we talk about some gun rights and stuff there, but we tend to post things about situational awareness. You know, um, you can go to we, the If you want to bring one of my classes to your area, um, you can go there and fill out a form and we will get that email and we will set up to work with you to bring one of our situational awareness and personal security classes to your area that is specifically designed for women and how women live. So there's lots of, of first, there's lots of these types of, of classes out here, but I've not, I've yet seen one that basically even talks about like, how do you get out of Walmart if there's a crisis situation? And, and those are, those are things that we address. Um, my YouTube we, the female, um, we are going to be starting a stilettos and shotguns so that we can separate those two. Um, actually it's up. You can subscribe to it. There's nothing on it. Um, I don't know. Chad might've put a, I don't know, maybe he put something on there. He might've put a speech or something on there, but, uh, so that's up there too. Um, so you can send me a DM if you have any questions about any of that and, um, uh, Facebook, same thing. You can find me on all those, uh, Facebook. If you donate 30, if you go to our website and we're a 501 C3 and if you donate, um, $30 or more, we send you one of our kick and t-shirts, which are actually really nice. I'm really proud of those. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's it. I think that was great. I think you you you've been a, a great guest on here. I enjoy this kind of thing. Thank you. And um, I, I, I like your perspective. Thank you. Huh? I thought when I told you to shut the fuck up on your own show that you'd be like, nah, this no, this bitch gotta care. go." No. <laughs> <laughs> I, if people know me, I don't care about that. That kind of stuff doesn't phase me. I like I like to have conversations with passionate people. Yeah. I think you're a passionate person, yeah. so I think it was cool. Great show. We'll probably have you back on again, you know, just to the time went by like this. So just to wake, just to wake some people up out there, we'll have you back. Maybe we'll have her with Lucretia, babyface. What do you think about that? Oh, goodness. That the world will end. Huh? Who's that? Who's that? Lucretia Hughes. You should check her out. Lucretia Hughes. I think you guys will get along pretty well. All right. (laughs) Yeah, you should check her out. Okay, I'm going to drop the end here, but that doesn't mean we're over. I'm just dropping, dropping it right here. Boom. There it goes. That's right. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. Smash the thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified. All that good stuff. Uh, thanks for everyone out there. Good comments, joining us, etc. That is it. We are out of here. We're going to see you guys. Peace. We are out. We're out of here. See ya.